Hello, everybody. We are back for another Freedom Friday. I'm James. With me, as always, is I'm wow. You're you're James, really. I'm James. I'm James, everybody. I'm James, and that's Alan. So, yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to do. We have a recall alert right at the top of the show. James is on my mind. I'm Alan. Yeah, we have the retard with us, James, and our good friend, the one and only, the Sal Greco. Sal, what is going on? Strong, strong Italian name. Listen, it's great to be here. I've been actually trying to get on one of your Friday night shows for like ever. And we finally got it going because I saw you recently and I kept I told you then, look, we got to do this on a Friday night. That's right. Hopefully we'll be joined by the wise man, Roger Stone, in a little bit. We'll see how that goes. So. Yeah, if, he, if he's not, I know he's trying to save the world. You know, he's, he's always trying. He's trying to save the country. Always yeah. the wise man. And hopefully he pops in uh, at some point. And well, hopefully he does. But even if he doesn't, we're going to have a great time oh, tonight. Hopefully. We're going to have a great show. Sal's a great guest. He's got a, a true patriot, uh, a former NYPD officer. You're They're putting through hell just because you know Roger Stone. I'm very excited to get into that story uh, and tell everybody where they can help you out because – uh, what's going on to you is is disgusting and shouldn't happen to any American. You, all you're doing is your job, <laughs> and, uh, literally your job. <laughs> and just because you happen, happen to know the old wise man, Roger Stone. Uh, Be a supporter of Donald Trump. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you're a domestic terrorist like us. Welcome right. to the club. Well, so, yeah. so, so everybody just, I mean, a lot of people that, that follow us probably know who you are, seeing you, you know, your, your story with Roger Stone and interviews and stuff, but – we know, listen, you had a great career with the NYPD, 14 years, unblemished career. You're friends with Roger Stone, supporter of Donald Trump. How did this land you terminated from the NYPD? I mean, yeah. Well, let's get into that and then we'll we'll elaborate on how it's how it's the case is now. So the the what ha- what happened was another officer that I work with wrote a letter to Internal Affairs, and in that letter it stated that I was security for Roger Stone, and that sparked the witch hunt. So a snitch, a snitch basically. Yes, uh, I'm going to explain something to people here. I understand people love back the blue and the officers and complete. Listen, I'm all for the police and all these agencies. I don't believe we should have such a big government agency let's so like having 30,000 FBI agents I don't know about that one but yeah. I'm just saying as far as law enforcement and back in the blue goes I agree with that but also it's trust but verify you got to understand that my worst enemy was never the people in the street it was the officer standing next to me because that person was the one that wrote this fugazi letter Okay. Why do you think that is, Sal? Why why did that why did that police officer write the letter? Was this just somebody that didn't like you or just had different political views in New York? I gotta be honest, this person does have the exact same political views. It breaks down to envious and jealousy. Uh, this person probably thought, why am I not friends with Roger Stone? Or why am I not uh, why doesn't President Trump know who I am? Or who it's this is what it breaks down to. It's all jealousy and envious. And me as an officer and even as a person, I don't really care what the next person does. What you do is your business. Whatever you want to do in life, that's great because I'm I, I'm all for it. But the minute you start interfering in someone else's business, like mine or whoever you're trying to interfere with, then there's an issue. We have an issue. So 100%. this person is a miss. You know, you know, how Eric Adams the other day said, "Oh, uh, we're all misguided people." I guess so. Mm-hmm. Trump was well. He was a misguided soul. We'll put yeah. it like that. 
I am no that's, 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 putting, that's putting it nicely. I'd call him a snitch, uh, a coward, in my opinion, uh, someone who's jealous and envious of someone else's. No one that I'd want around in my circle. Uh, no, you definitely want him. You definitely don't want him in, in your circle because he's definitely an envious person. Even if he, even if he does have the same political views, it's really unfortunate, and it's very odd to hear because most times we only hear about the times that police officers band together and they're like a gang, like they protect their own. They, they, something bad happens to a police officer and they don't throw each other on the bus or stand up and say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe he messed up and." He should be held accountable. It's usually the complete opposite. And to hear that happen to you or a fellow police officer was the one who threw you under the bus. It wasn't like a social media thing or, yeah. or something like that in 2022. or tw- When did this happen in 21 or 22? This letter happened in late 2020. And then the second letter came in was a blank letter. The blank letter didn't have anyone's name on it. That letter stated... Huh. That I wanted a civil war in this country. I don't to this day, nobody can figure out what this meant. And that started the witch hunt. That started me getting interrogated. Uh, I was interrogated for an hour and a half. The anonymous letter. So it, it kicked all this off. And you still during the second letter, you still were a, a working police officer at this point? Or oh, yes. you, you oh, here's the best part of this. So you understand I was being investigated 19 months. I had my trial, all this stuff. I was always a full-duty police officer, meaning I had my gun and shield. I was working every night. I was expected to either write summonses or effect an arrest, whatever it meant. So if I'm such a bad guy and I'm a right-wing extremist or whatever they want to claim I was, how am I still working full-duty? I was never suspended they, on my they, look at my they never took your gun. They never took the gun and a badge. If they really thought you were that much of a, a threat, you know, giving, a, you know, just goes to show you how reckless they are. Like, oh, this guy's a huge threat. Let's just let him walk the streets with a gun and a badge. No big deal. Like, he's walking the streets with a gun and a badge, but, you know, be careful because he's a friend of Roger Stone's. Therefore, you know, be very careful with the guy. Yeah, he's so when, they, when, they, when they started doing this investigation after the second letter, how did, how did Roger Stone's name come up? in the investigation like how how did how did they they put you two together you guys was it mentioned in any of the letters that you were associated with roger stone yeah the first letter specifically stated that i was his security which is why they kept asking me numerous times if i was his security getting paid not telling the job that you were getting paid doing security for somebody i understand there's one thing though in the patrol guide which is the new york city police department has a patrol guide and this patrol guide are the rules that govern the all the officers and all the civilian employees in the New York City Police Department. These rules, that if, unless it says there are exceptions, there are no exceptions to this rule. So their, their terminology and how they're going about it was, there's a rule that states you cannot wrongfully or knowingly associate with someone who is reasonably believed to have engaged in or engaged in criminal activity. When you listen to this and read this, this is a very broad brush. Yes, it is. must understand that 70% of America has some kind of record, meaning they've been arrested for something. It might be a sealed record. They might have gotten a summons. All of this stuff falls under this one rule. Because of this stuff. Now, the second part, which would be this security business. In the NYPD, it says off-duty employment. They turn around and said, oh, on January 5th and 6th, you were acting as uncompensated security for Roger. I don't even know. To this day, no one, 
No one understands what the term uncompensated security means. It means you weren't hired by anybody if you were uncompensated. I mean, to me, it sounds like you accompanied your friend who you've been friends with for years, Roger Stone. And, exactly. And, and that, that was it. You weren't, there's no pay stubs. You weren't paid. You, yes. You're doing the guy a favor. I mean, you're a shadow. You're with him all the time. He's but, my friend. I'm there to support the guy. Right. But yet, I must be his security because you understand how they're thinking. That first letter, this person that said I'm his security must have spilled his whole guts out and told him, no, he has to be. This guy doesn't know anything of my personal business. All he knows is Sal Greco's picture with, therefore, and that's that's the story. So I'm, because I'm pictured with Roger and we were at a courthouse, we at the sentencing, I have to be his security. That's the mantra of the whole story. So they started with the, the so their charge was uncompensated, which is not in the patrol guide. It's a made up Fugazi charge. And also it's defamatory because it's false. I've never received a penny from Roger. We are friends just like me and Alan are friends. Me and Alan were out. Alan paid for uh, dinner, I think, one night. Did that make me his uncompensated security? I mean, this is the the, the right. avenue that went down. Well, let me ask you this, because, you know, I I, I have a, a lot of police officers that are friends, not an NYPD. Actually, one of my buddies is an NYPD officer. Uh, but a lot of them have side gigs. A lot of them do work on the side because uh, a lot of them aren't paid very well. I think it depends and, on the job. Like an NYPD, yeah. you have to you have to ask the job for permission to have right. a job outside the New York City I, Police Department. I, I'm not sure about it. that's why that's why I, I wanted to know. This is the, why I'm asking the question because it, it, is it illegal like it, 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 to be security and be paid for somebody else? Let's just, just just put Roger Stone aside. Like if you were just a, an officer and someone wanted to hire to be security at a door or like do something like that, do, be private security uh, just at some event. Who you know uh, whatever it may be is that illegal for you to do as an NYPD officer? That is because um, it has to fall under this off-duty employment, meaning you have to fill out the paperwork and then the NYPD has to approve okay. it. So if you're working at the door and listen, this guy that wrote my letter could say, hey, officer so-and-so is working at the door. I think he's off-duty employment. That'll spark another witch hunt. They don't know mm -hmm. unless somebody tells them. The worst enemy on the NYPD is the NYPD cop. You understand? They're all snitching on each other. It's disgraceful. Yeah disgraceful and it it's not like i'm saying something's like legit like i'm saying officer joe he's selling drugs to uh you know he, he's a drug dealer for this cartel group no yeah. they'll say officer so-and-so i think he's acting as security as this guy because they don't like this guy he personally doesn't have the guts to go up to him and say let's go let's go in the corner and let's go in a smoker because even that is now illegal in the nypd so right. you understand how this works it's almost like high school but it's high school at the 10th degree. So mm -hmm. this person, any person could write a letter on you and it sparks these witch hunts. And believe me, this cost the city a lot of money. You're paying these guys in internal affairs who themselves are probably the most corrupt guys in the, on the job. They're paying them overtime and they're making it, putting in overtime slips to do all this work that really was nothing. My investigation is nothing. I like to know how much it did cost the taxpayer. I'm sure it cost a pretty penny. So I'm sure it did. Yeah. How, as the, as, the, as the investigation went on and, and, and it came to now, all right, uncompensated security for your friend Roger Stone. But now, where did it come into play where they looked at Roger Stone and said, hey, this guy's a convicted felon, pardoned, by the way, by the 45th president of the United States, so he is not a convicted felon. Now, 
how how did that come into play? Where where what brainiac in the NYPD legal department or wherever say, hey, Roger Stone's a convicted felon. We got to get this guy completely hypocritical, as we'll, we I'm sure we'll talk about. <laughs> no kidding. And and we got to get him because he's associating with a known felon who's not a felon. How did that come into play? Well, because the first letter stated about the security, they then started going into every aspect of my life. So they did see me in pictures, of course, with our friend. You had Kristen Davis involved. There had other people that they then looked into my phone records. So I'm going to break down how they did this. After that first interview, like I said, where they asked me numerous questions about January 5th, January 6th, Roger's trial. You're pictured here. What is this? What is that? It's all nonsense because I've never been accused of any criminal wrongdoing. And the only witness that they even spoke to told them I was never anywhere near the Capitol. I had nothing to do with anything that day. In fact, we were in a hotel room. Mm -hmm. So we're going to slide that. So once they know this, they then what they did is access the sealed records of someone we know. They've also accessed sealed records of numerous people that that I had. Because what they did is by accessing this person's records, they then put in for an administrative subpoena. It's an administrative code in the New York City in the New York City. It's 14-137A. So instead of going to a grand jury and to a district attorney and saying we need a subpoena on Mr. Greco's records because they don't have anything to go on. They just don't. They went with a charge of narcotics. They didn't use this criminally. They just made this up. Because later on in my trial, when they were asked, what, what's this narcotics? Oh, we never suspected Mr. Greco of any narcotic use. We never dull tested him. We never. So why did you put it down? Because that's how they got the administrative subpoena. So we believe how they do this is kind of hush hush. This would come out during a trial, but sounds yeah, about right. It's hush hush. What they do is they go to the NYPD legal bureau, which is in one police plaza. There's one of these judges that they're an administrative judge. It's, it's, it's really like, this isn't a real court. Did, Really quick, Sal, did they come up with the narcotics because they opened up a file of someone that we know who you associated with? Correct. Okay. Okay. That's what it was. Okay. So they, so they went to this, they went to this judge. They never notified me. There's no one defending you to just go there and they rubber stamp. Oh, here's the, here's the administrative subpoenas for, because of narcotic use, which is false. So then they used the administrative subpoena and they get my phone records they got my social media record and they had the surveillance footage of the Willard Hotel we were at, which shows them that I never even left the hotel. So during those phone records, they once again started basically investigating every single person that is on there that, that called me. Roger would be one. This person we're talking about is another. Yep. There's also other people you don't know about. They're regular people that I know, a business owner. So one of these people they access their sealed records because they wrote that I cannot associate with this person anymore due to some charge that they had in the eighties or whatever it was, eighties or nineties. Mm-hmm. The problem is this person's record is sealed. Once you do your time or whatever you agree to a plea agreement, your record is sealed, especially right away or after like 10 years. Right. Well, they once again, access sealed records to get this person's record and tell me you cannot associate with them. And it's clearly in my file in my record. I have it right on the CD-ROM. So there's no doubt about it. Okay. Later on during my department trial, this person we're talking about, they put this person's mugshot on the screen where the New York daily news also saw it. Right. Now you understand there's a court order 
because there's a state law from 1976 that states nobody in the New York City Police Department can access sealed records. You can't use this against an officer in an administrative trial. It says this. You can't use this against an officer in a disciplinary case. You can't use this in a criminal case. If you're supposed to access sealed records, you need to go to a real judge, a real court, and explain why you need to access those records. And none of that was done. That was never done because they got it in one week. And not in one week, they accessed numerous people. There was also another person that was pardoned that they also said I couldn't associate with. I wonder how they got that sealed record. Right. So you understand that everything that was done here, whether you like me, you don't like me, you don't like Roger, you like Roger, and you don't like the president, or you like the president, these tactics being used should scare the living, living daylights out of everyone out there. Because as a civilian, they'll do this to you. If they're doing this internally, they're doing this externally. Because these clowns in internal affairs, they used to work or they work now in different units, meaning investigative units. These are gang units, you know, people that investigate gangs. Whether you like someone or not, you still must follow the laws. The Constitution mm -hmm. is rules. You can't access sealed records. So they got a court order that was very, uh, the judge actually rubber stamped this two weeks ago, Justice Frank in New York City in Manhattan, that stated you cannot access sealed records anymore. And he already warned them about this a couple of years ago. So they violated a court order and a state law to terminate me. That's ultimately what happened here. And the whole piece is a fugazi. When they interviewed me a second time, they interrogated me. All the questions were based off that bogus subpoena and the fact that they accessed the sealed records. There is no case against me. You can't terminate me stating, oh, well, he's associating with Roger. Because guess what? Once I was terminated and I filed my lawsuit against the city and the New York City Police Department, guess what they did a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> they invited a known criminal, Cardi B, who's also a gang member, very adversarial to the police department. She fought the police when they arrested her husband or her boyfriend. She's rapping songs all day long about how she hates the cops. Okay? And she would drug and rape men and steal all their money and, and shit. She's also uncharged in numerous crimes, meaning she's committed crimes and admitted to committing crimes, but she's never been arrested for them. She's admitted to drugging and taking uh, men's money and robbing them. And they bring her into a police precinct to talk about, like, empowering women. Out of police precinct, Alan. Oh, my God. I hate everybody. Police academy. A police Which, academy, that's right. So someone had to invite her there. So you're telling me the police commissioner said, oh, I, I didn't approve this. The chief did. Now the chief became the commissioner of the, of the probation department. So they actually got rewarded for this. Uh, the other, the, the police commissioner says, I don't know about this. Eric Adams, the mayor, he says, we can't discard people. The problem is you discarded me and you discarded Roger Stone. And you discarded all the people that you access sealed records to. Your police department, Eric, it's your cops that did that. Not me, not Roger Stone, but you have no problem with Cardi B. Neither does your police commissioner. So here's the problem here. Someone invited her there. That person needs to be terminated because they wrote in my trial, when my trial was over, the judge wrote and the police commissioner rubber stamped it saying that, my employment with New York City Police Department was corrosive due to my relationship with the Roger Stone. Therefore, I should be terminated. Speaking so, of, I got to interrupt. Why is part of this whole story? But go ahead, Alan. I got to interrupt because uh, we have a guest. We have a guest coming in. Oh. So I'm, I'm going to bring in the the man of the hour. We're speaking. Here we go. Uh, 
my 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 good friend. Uh, here he is. There he is. There Roger, he is. can you hear us? The man, gentlemen. <laughs> there, there he is, Roger. Welcome, Jay. Roger, this is uh, my co-host James. Of course, you know that ugly guy over there, Sal Greco. It's an honor and a pleasure, sir. You're a true icon, <laughs> and I uh, appreciate you being here. I got it's one a- quick question though. You're really friends oh. with this guy, Alan Jacoby? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Alan Jacoby's my main man. Oh, I love him. He's such a good guy. I mean, he's going to be the deputy FBI director when I become director of the bureau. Um, oh, I can't I'm, wait. I'm in. Well, well, that, that'd be fun. That'd be a shit show. So, Roger, we're, we're sitting here. We're talking about how you got uh, Sal Greco fired from the New York City Police Department. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, very, it's very, very sad, but true. I think a lot of people don't know this, but Eric Adams, who is in a very close race to become the worst mayor in New York City history. I used to think that was... Bill de Blasio, who is not Italian, just to be clear. Uh, but now Eric Adams is running him a close race. I mean, New York City is literally falling apart. It is one stinky, filthy, dangerous sewer, a very dangerous place to be. Uh, Eric Adams parties into the night uh, while the city burns. Uh, and when he was a, a sergeant in the New York City Police Department, according to his own biography, uh, he did provide compensated private security uh, for uh, convicted felon Louis Farrakhan and convicted felon Mike Tyson, both people who have not only committed crimes, but could be expected to commit them in the future. Uh, And he was brought up on the exact same charges as Sal Greco, Sal Greco, who has a 14-year unblemished record of service to the people of New York City, sometimes being assigned to some of the most dangerous Uh, midnight shifts in some of the most dangerous precincts in the city. Uh, And in his case, they docked Eric Adams 15 vacation days. But in Sal Greco's case, uh, they destroyed his life. He lost the job that he loved. He lost his his, uh, pension. Uh, He spent his life savings uh, on a a lawsuit, which I think has a great promise. Uh, And then to add insult to injury, after holding uh, Officer Greco to that standard, the the top brass of the New York Police Department was openly hobnobbing with criminal gang member and former convict Cardi B. So there can only be one standard. Are you saying that Sal Greco's friendship with me and my family, he should be punished for that, but the mayor's associates can consort with, with known criminals like Cardi B? I'm sorry, but it doesn't work that way. Uh, and um, it, it is a, it is an outrage. It is being addressed in, in the federal courts. I think there's an excellent chance of victory in the courts. Uh, but law for, lawsuits are expensive. People who want to help Sal Greco should go to uh, helpthisnycop.com. Helpthisnycop.com. Uh, it, it's a it's a lonely fight, but I think in the end, um, he will prevail. So um, uh, that that is the story. Yes, he he is a friend of mine now. Even as we speak, on Twitter, just want to let's get the latest results in a poll that I have placed. Uh, when I ask which WWE wrestler does Sal Greco most resemble, <laughs> right now the great Kali leads Roman Reigns fifty-eight to forty-two. Uh, Who else did you put on the poll, Roger? Yeah, is Macho Man on there? No, but some yeah, people no, say. 
Some people say you resemble the sheik. I don't agree with that. <laughs> you put some pit vipers on, Sal. I'd I'd see some macho man, dude. I've been dancing some pit vipers. That's a fantastic poll. Uh, I just want to be very clear. This poll is not rigged. This is so. This is the people are speaking. I'm with you. I'm with you, Roger. I don't trust any of these polls. They're they're nonsense. But I have not rigged this poll. I want to be very clear. These are the people speaking and. From this night on, the results will be settled in 24 hours. The polls has still got 23 hours and 38 minutes. I'm voting right so now. I'm going to be retweeting it and voting. Get your votes in now. If you think, as some people do, that Sal Greco resembles uh, Roman Reigns, and many people think that, then vote for Roman Reigns. If, on the other hand, you realize the great Collie is almost uh, two feet taller than Roman Reigns, uh, and you think he more closely resembles the great Collie, uh, who is a mountain of a man. I mean, that guy's... A foot taller than Donald Trump, will then vote for his resemblance of the great colleague. But tonight we're settling this. Tonight, well, said, are, you, are, you, are you a big wrestling fan? Yes, I am. But I, I want to say that this is the thing. See, me and Roman Reigns are the same height, almost the same weight. He's half Sicilian. I'm full Sicilian. It's a perfect match. On top of it, if you think about it, if I look like him and you're going to say I'm the head of the table, I'm the tribal chief. I have my special counsel right there. He's my wife. <laughs> he can hand me the belt as I come out. It'd be a perfect gimmick. Who's going to win in a bar fight, Roger? Who's going to win in a bar fight? Uh, all I know is I just got a direct message from the great Kali who says that uh, that if I mention his name again, he's going to sue me. So he obviously does not want to be associated with Salvatore Greco. That, that, that happens a lot to you when you mention people, Roger. They all threaten you. Don't mention Hunter Biden. No, don't, don't say that. Forget about it, yeah. We're going to get into that. But I, I just, episode's over. Sal, I just wanted to ask you before we get into other stuff. Like, what is the update on your on your case now? If you if you're able to to speak about that, like what's going on? Well, right now there's a, right now uh, you know the the judge did moot their motion to dismiss due to the fact of them associating with Cardi B. It's a perfect comparable argument. So May 31st is the date that we should have the discovery, the stuff for the discovery of the trial of uh, my trial. So, um, you know, we'll start seeing uh, what exactly they're hiding. We're going to ask for certain things. Also, um, they might make another motion to dismiss. I don't know. That's the rumor there. But you got to remember that this court order they violated is looming in the wings. It'll be addressed at one point, whether there's an injunction filed or it's brought up. It's going to come up. So I don't know if anyone is watching from there. Just know it's coming up. We know you violated a court order. You seal, you're accessing sealed records. Someone's got to answer for that as well. Maybe even the mayor himself, because he will probably get deposed in this case. Trust me. So. He does, and, you know, his friend just got was arrested by the FBI. That uh, What's his name? The the bishop guy? Oh, yeah. So who was uh, now rolling on him about guns? And rolling on him. I mean, yeah. This, yeah. this guy has many. I mean, it's like not one person around Eric Adams that's, that's straight. I mean, I've never seen a house of cards. I, and Roger could tell you all his friends seem to be, you know, convicted criminals or something. And he, they're judging me. They're judging me and Ro they're judging me for being friends with Roger. Look at yourselves in the mirror. That's the that this whole thing is just because you're friends at Roger Stone. They went through all this, re all these resources and all this money, these tax taxpayers, mo pay tax paying money, just to uh, get you kicked off the force for being friends at Roger Stone. Well, and, and also, in all honesty, it's because he's a supporter of President Trump. So, yeah. so just yep. to be very clear, Merrick, Eric Adams in a horse race to be the worst mayor in New York City history. I mean, a man who's starting to make De Blasio look good. And let's face it, De Blasio was high the entire time he was mayor. 
just the entire time. This guy was a wake-and-bake guy from the beginning. Uh, he says the other day he warns Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene to behave in New York. This is an absurdity. The chances of you getting hit in the head by an Antifa or Black Lives Matter supporter of Eric Adams are far higher than you're being attacked by somebody wearing a MAGA hat. So right. nice try, Eric Adams. And you are a disgrace. Just I, you to pull a juicy smoulier to, yes. to, to make that happen. You in know something, Alan? Alan, you were out there, right? I was. I was just going to say, I was in lower Manhattan. On Tuesday, I got there at 9.30 in the morning. I was there just before Donald Trump showed up to the courthouse because the, the crowd was changing a little bit. I will tell you that the New York Young Republican Club that I'm a, I'm a proud associate member of, and I know, Roger, now you are on the Board of Governors, which is great. They put on Gavin Wax, Vishbara, they put on an unbelievable showing there. Had Marjorie Taylor Greene there. We, we outnumbered the non-Trump supporters 10 to 1. It was peaceful. The New York Police Department did a good job keeping the peace. There were a few trolls. And it was a, it was a really energized event. People really – I spoke to people from Philadelphia that drove there, Massachusetts. There was a guy – Anthony Sabatini from Florida came in just for the event. I ran into him, was talking to him. And uh, I know – I wanted to ask you about it, Roger, because you were there. You had some FaceTime with the 45th president, good friend of yours, and at Mar-a-Lago. From what I saw, that place looked unbelievably energized. And I just don't understand how how Donald Trump just – man, he just does and goes and goes and goes like the Energizer Bunny. How, how was that at Mar-a-Lago? You know, it was actually – I felt like I was seeing history because uh, I had gone to the president's announcement of candidacy in the exact same space – uh, a smaller crowd, believe it or not, uh, and although it was a fine event, it, it could not match the energy, the electricity uh, of Tuesday night. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, Trump, unlike Ron DeSantis, who doesn't like people, doesn't mix with people, doesn't actually shake hands with people, guy wears earbuds so he can avoid human contact. Uh, Trump gets his strength from people. He, he like, genuinely likes people. He likes uh, taking selfies. He likes signing hats. He likes pressing the flesh. Uh, and uh, you can see that he got energy from the crowd. His remarks were brief, uh, but they were feisty. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know how he, he takes this level of stress. I mean, I've, uh, other than General Flynn, George Papadopoulos, Paul Manafort, uh, Carter Page to a certain degree, until you've been in this particular pressure cooker you can't really understand what it feels like, but Trump is, he's undaunted. Uh, he, he's upbeat. He's optimistic. He still jokes around. I mean, he's, he's in a great mood. I have these reporters and there's a handful of them, mainstream media reporters because most of them are jackals. Uh, and I don't talk to many of these swine anymore, but I used to, but they call me this week and they want to suggest the narrative. So you've been talking to Trump, right? Yeah. So he's he's unhinged, right? He's hysterical. He's angry. He's sulking. He's throwing things. No, no, that's just not accurate. I I haven't seen that. I haven't heard that on the phone. I haven't seen it when I've been with him. So the guy is tough as nails. I mean, I work for Richard Dixon, who is no slouch in the toughness department. Uh, I work for Bob Dole, an amazingly tough and great American, both very tough guys in their own right. Neither one of them can touch Donald Trump in, 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 in terms of toughness. Uh, so it was it was an amazing event. I felt that I was present for the making of history. You know, we have a long, hard road ahead because I, I do think that they're going to cook up bogus charges in Fulton County, Georgia, 
anybody who will bother to read the actual transcript of the phone conversation between Trump and Brad Raffensperger uh, will see that Trump did nothing wrong. No, he did not tell Raffensperger to, quote, find 11,780 votes. What he told him was, Brad, you have already counted 11,780 fraudulent votes, illegal votes. Once you deduct those, <clears throat> which you should rightfully do, I win. So, uh, but they'll cook up something there. January 6th, again, there's no crime there, but they'll invent one. <clears throat> Pardon me. The handling of the documents, they're seeking to hold Trump to a different standard than, than Joe Biden, who did have the documents he illegally had. Um, they, he was vice president. He had no right to have them at all. Didn't have them under lock and key. Uh, but they, again, they're going to try to hold Trump to another standard. With each one of these attacks, Trump will gain more in the polls. The fundraising will go up even further. Uh, Ron DeSantis uh, in the polls. Have you seen the polling on Ron DeSantis? Let me sum this up for you. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, I, the old school soundboard from Roger Stone, bringing out the old school soundboard. <laughs> the Florida Fugazi, Ron DeSantis. The, 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 the Florida Fugazi. I mean, he's, he's showing his his true colors. He really is. I me and Alan talked about it on the show. He would have been great for 2028, maybe somewhere in the cabinet uh, a couple months ago. Uh, but now with all the new unfolding things that he's been doing. Uh, you really see where he lies and his loyalty. And and, and I got to give you you credit, Roger, because uh, in 2023, coming up in election season, we see so many uh, strong MAGA supporters that gained huge followings, made millions and millions and millions of dollars off of Donald Trump's name and the support of Donald Trump and that are now all of a sudden huge Ron DeSantis uh, fans and they hate Donald Trump because he's supported the vaccine operation warp speed. And they, they uh, immediately uh, turned his back. On yeah, it's, 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 I think you've summed it up. It's absurd. Let's be very clear on COVID-19. The, the, the records of Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are virtually identical. Mm -hmm. Ron was a full-throated advocate for the vaccinations and the masks. He lies about his record on mask mandates uh, the masks were in place in the seven largest counties in Florida far longer than he admits. Uh, and now uh, in the most stunning developments, uh, you know, Ron DeSantis cannot run for governor again. Uh, he's not ever going to be elected president, even if there was some way uh, to slip by Donald Trump, which I don't think there is, or if Trump elected not to run, I don't think that's going to happen. No shot. There are now 10 percent of the uh, of the Trump supporters out there who, based on his treachery and his lack of loyalty, will never support Ron DeSantis for anything. Mm -hmm. And if he wants to come back and run for the U.S. Senate, say, for the seat of Marco Rubio, well, Byron Donalds will whip his ass. Absolutely. Uh, Ron DeSantis is done. He, he, has, he, has, he has kind of, uh, I would say, jinxed his own career by doing what his wife has ordered him to do, because yep. she's wearing the pants in this family. You may be familiar with her, Jill DeSantis. That's her real name. There is no Casey. That's yeah. a made-up name. Why is that? DeSantis. Fugazi uh, name. Wasn't it, wasn't it Eve who told Adam, go ahead and eat that apple and it'll be fine? I mean, yep. it's the same thing. So Ron has destroyed his career uh, because he's taking direction. He's not a personable or likable guy. I can honestly say I don't know a single person who's ever met him personally who likes him. Not one. <laughs> Not one. You might have a perception of him from television or from his paid ads. That top gov ad was one of the most embarrassing things 
I've ever seen in American politics. The only thing worse was the ad in which he basically said, God put him in place to save the planet. That, that ad was pretty embarrassing as well. Well, yeah, the difference no. between him and him and Trump uh, right off the bat is authenticity. Uh, you could you could feel Donnie's authenticity. Trump is extremely authentic. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He rips it off the cuff all the time. When DeSantis is speaking, it looks so scripted and planned out, like he's practices in front of the mirror over and over and over again. Uh, they're two totally different people, and you could absolutely tell who wears the pants in this relationship. It's definitely Jill, and he committed p- p- political suicide. That's what he did. He, he he would have been smooth sailing in a great political career if he decided to back the man who put him in that place in the first place. He wouldn't be anybody if it wasn't for Donald Trump, and if he said, hey, you know what? I stand with Donald Trump. I back him for 2024. He would have skyrocketed in the polls in future in future uh, elections and had a great political career. But he pissed it all to the wind. I do. No, just- I, I agree. The other big difference between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis is about two and a half feet. Because <laughs> Ron is not tall. Those, those lift shoes that he wears make him appear taller than than he really is. Look, this like is Robert really- Niro. Uh, so, Alan, let me ask you: If you had yeah. a choice of watching the Beatles live or watching a Beatles tribute band, which way would you go? Oh, I'd want to watch the Beatles live. Right. So if you chance to the real thing, Donald Trump, or a pale imitation, two and a half feet uh, shorter, uh, Ron DeSantis, which way are you going to go? You're going to go with Donald Trump. And I'm I mean, gonna Trump say- is like an original hit, and Ron yeah. DeSantis is the remix, you know? I want to I want to point something out too that our friends over at the mostly uh, peaceful Latinas said on Twitter yesterday, and they reiterated it today. Uh, I think they're coming on our show in the next couple of weeks. But um, they said if if you're an American and you're you're counting on on casting your vote based on COVID nineteen policies and how it was handled, the way things are going in this country right now that a lot of people aren't paying attention to, you are missing the mark. Mm-hmm. Okay? If you're basing your voting on who handled COVID nineteen, where and whatnot? It, it's 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 done. There are so, so many on, other things. Now, Alan, just want to, I want to interject it for a second. Roger left out a couple of things with, with Ron DeSantis. Uh, wasn't he the guy who just got ended rounded by Disney? Didn't he do a quid pro quo, Roger? Was that at, with the FPL with the energy company? Why don't you tell everybody that? Because yeah. this guy should be in handcuffs when all said and done. Well, I think what Ron is re- what, what uh, uh, Sal is referring to is Ron took. $9 million from Florida Power and Light. And by the way, we know the lobbyists who delivered that. Uh, and in return, Floridians got a 20% jump in our electric bills, the greatest single increase in utility costs in the state's history. He took $2.5 million, probably more, from the insurance industry. So if you're one of those poor people whose home was destroyed in, in Hurricane Ida, or, or if your roof was blown off, and your insurance company is not trying to give you pennies on the dollar, I talked to a guy the other day. Replacing his roof is eighty grand. They're offering him fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, and Ron DeSantis's insurance regulators do nothing because they're paid off. They're completely paid off. So on top of it all, I mean, Florida is a relatively corrupt state. Always has been. But Ron DeSantis takes pay for play to a new level. And I, I think, in all honesty, when Trump is president. Uh, a new attorney general is going to want to look at a lot of those crimes because that's a quid pro quo crime. And I think it's provable. And I can tell you the lobbyist who cut the deal. I take him to the grand jury right off the bat. Uh, yeah. It is it is uh, it's beyond belief. Disney is another fraud. In other words, if you read his his great PR machine, you would think that he 
that he kicked the daylights out of Disney. He took a million dollars from them uh, for his inauguration. That lulled him to sleep. And then they basically took him to the cleaners, uh, reversed all of his, uh, all of his, essentially their sanctions. They maintained their ability to set their own taxes. They maintained their ability to float uh, tax-free bonds. Uh, they maintained all their own costs. Ron DeSantis is now talking about putting up tolls and raising taxes for the people visiting Disney. Who's that going to hurt? That only hurts the tourists coming to Florida to drop their money. Doesn't doesn't hurt Disney. So Disney made a fool of Ron DeSantis. Proves yet again that he's not ready for be president. If Disney takes the cleaners, how are you going to go up against uh, Deng Xiaoping, or 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 how are you go up to going up against Xi, uh, or 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 Vladimir Putin? I mean, Ron DeSantis couldn't even take on Zelensky. So, I mean, how could the guy be president when he can't even beat Mickey Mouse? <laughs> there you go. Well, we, we, we'd see him immediately giving more money to Ukraine. He'd be following the, the war hawks in, in Congress that are banging the war drums. He, he wants war. That's what he always stood for. Uh, he's a clown. In my Roger, I, wanted, I wanted to uh, see if you could elaborate a little bit on the uh, – the Hunter Biden laptop story that you happen to speak about on The Stone Zone, which is a great show, by the way, which everyone should be watching, The Stone Zone, on Rumble, Monday to Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Um, Hunter's legal team's threatening to sue you? Well, it's interesting. Hunter Biden's uh, top, very expensive lawyer, Abby Lowell, now we're under investigation himself for conflict of interest because evidently some of the Chinese – who I guess allegedly were involved with Hunter, also paid Abby Lowell. So he now himself under investigation uh, has threatened in two formal letters to sue me because of my public discussion of the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which is absurd because everything I know about the laptop, uh, I know by reading it in the New York Post or in Breitbart News uh, or on the website of MarcoPoloUSA.org. So folks, um, Go to MarcoPoloUSA.org, uh, and you can see Hunter Biden's laptop contents. But uh, a warning, these are not suitable for children, uh, so only adults should look at them. And maybe you, too, can get sued by Hunter Biden uh, for expressing your First Amendment right to read and write anything you want. So I'm not going to fold. Uh, they may sue me. I'll have to go out and raise money again to pay for my legal defense. But never going to stand down in the face of this little punk. The real question is, what kind of America is it where Donald Trump is being prosecuted and Hunter Biden is not? What kind of America is it where Donald Trump is being prosecuted and members of the Biden family are taking millions of dollars directly from China? And I think China is the greatest uh, danger to this country in terms of our international foes. Mm -hmm. But nobody, there's there's not even an investigation into that other than the House Republican investigation. It's a very sad day in America. We have a two-tier justice system. One, one set of justice for Sal Greco, different set of justice for Cardi B. One, one set of justice for Hunter Biden, different set of justice for Donald Trump. It's really, really outrageous. What do you, what do you make of the uh, – it just broke, I think, a few hours ago um, that apparently several major U.S. banks now are being subpoenaed for the financial records belonging to the Biden family by, I think uh, – one of the one of the House committees. Do you think anything? Do you think it in long? Well, where are the D, where are the DOJ subpoenas for those same banks? I mean, I right. mean, how, 
How long, how long is the Department of Justice going to sit on this? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it was just Russian disinformation from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Please, please give me a break. No, we, we, we don't have a justice system. Uh, in all honesty, though, watching the House Republicans, it's past time for Jim Jordan to send a subpoena to Alvin Bragg. Yep. What is he waiting yep. for? And if Mr. Bragg doesn't submit to a congressional subpoena, then they should do a referral to the Justice Department as they did for Steve Bannon. If Steve Bannon can't thumb his nose uh, at Congress uh, and uh, was charged and found guilty, by the way, then why should Alvin Bragg be allowed to do that? So, Jim Jordan, stop with the talk and do something. Stop asking, stop tweeting and actually do something. It's fine to send a, send a, uh, a subpoena to this guy Pomerantz, but he doesn't even work in the office anymore. It's time to put Fat Alvin on the stand and let us all watch it and see what the truth of this whole case is. Yeah. But I'm not sure what Jim Jordan is waiting for. And uh, I want to say this, uh, too, uh, as far as uh, the Trump indictment, actually, there was no, and I, I know this because I have actually been in that building. I've had numerous cases with that district attorney's office. That indi- So the indictment doesn't state any felony. There's no, there's no felony stated. Therefore, it should be dismissed on that grounds, of course, in a New York City left-wing leaning court. I don't know if that'll happen. But what's really scary here, and we saw this with Roger, and I want Roger to say something after this. Somebody in this office, someone, somewhere, leaked this indictment to CNN. Three days prior, they stated, oh, there was 34 charges, and there were 34 charges. So now, this is a felony, and this also happened in Roger's case, as if you remember, I'll have Roger speak about this, but why is nobody looking into this? They leaked a sealed indictment. That's never happened. Never happened That's in any pieces. Never happened with me. How did it happen with him? And how did well, it happen with it, it's, it's even worse than that. So uh, the guy that they leaked the, the indictment to uh, is this guy, Mike Isikoff, who is, a, who is a rodent-like figure. He's not a reporter. He's an FBI shill. Historically, he's the same guy who the FBI leaked the Steele dossier to. Then he wrote a story about the Steele dossier as if it was real. Then the Department of Justice took his story to the FISA court and said, here, Your Honor, you see, it's in the news, therefore it must be true. Isikoff should be prosecuted. Isikoff should, they can put him before a grand jury. Uh, they They can promise him immunity. He won't spill his guts. But he was involved in a Class E felony. Whoever in the district attorney's office leaked this should be prosecuted. But none of that will happen. Only Julian Assange is is prosecuted when it comes to journalists. And his great crime was exposing the corruption of the of the American ruling class. Uh, no, he's not a Russian. He's not a Russian spy. Uh, he, there's no evidence to prove that. No, there was no Russian intelligence hack of the DNC. That's bullshit, too. Uh, we proved it at my trial, as a matter of fact. The FBI admitted they never inspected the, the servers. So this whole, the beat goes on. In other words, the two-tiered justice system just continues. If you're Hillary Clinton and you have 33 illegal emails that are under subpoena, you can just erase them and destroy the, uh, the computer disk with, a, with, with the bleach and nothing will happen to you. If you're Donald Trump and you spit on the sidewalk, you're going to prison. It is. It's outrageous. That's unbelievable. You know, and, and just go back to this. Also, in New York City. You just mentioned. You know, Julian Assange treating journalists. We had a friend of ours, Alan. Our friend was Leroy by a CBS cameraman on television, yeah, yeah. right on, on live TV. 
So what was interesting with that is I, I'm there and I, I was texting with him to say, hey, where are you to, to meet up with him? And uh, he, 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 I get a text back immediately. I've just been assaulted by a CBS cameraman. I'll get right back to you. And I'm like, oh, is this guy all right? And then he shows up. He actually interviewed me. We spoke for a little while. And then the video that, that has been going viral, uh, every, everyone's carrying it. Like literally he was there holding a cup of coffee. And, and the guy, I don't know what the words were that, that got exchanged, but you can see right in the video he was assaulted. And they've been holding, um, I think today he was, he was sending me tweets and videos uh, uh, about uh, people now are protesting at uh, this guy's place of employment to, to, to yes. get him fired. And, you know, it was a whole big ordeal. And then this guy, I mean, this huge, he towers over Leroy News, this guy, you could tell. And, and then he was claiming injury and they wanted each other locked up. And again, who knows what's going to come of it. But again, it, it, this guy's mainstream media and there are already people saying, well, this guy, Leroy News, he's not even a-, a, he, he, a, a needs to go, he needs to quit screwing around. The cops are gonna do nothing. He needs to file a formal complaint of assault and pursue it through the courts. That's what yes. I would say. Yes, I, I actually said that to him as well. The, the cops aren't gonna do anything. They're, they're not gonna do anything. This is the woke New York City Police Department. Uh, it's it's disgraceful. And this uh, is, you know why they didn't do anything though, Alan? You know why? Why? The cameraman wasn't wearing a MAGA hat. That's why he's at <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It doesn't that's what it. He wants the MAGA hat guy in handcuffs. Everyone else, just let it go. Who cares? As long, and hey, as long as the cop isn't named Sal Greco, that's all I care about. That, that's right. how that's how the whole NYPD works. Roger, before uh, before I know you, you're been probably doing media all day, your own show. It's I I just wanted to. James had some questions. James is uh, obsessed with. He jumps down a lot of rabbit holes, and he is obsessed with the JFK assassination. Roger was talking about a few of them while while he was he was going off. Julian Assange, my ears were perking up. I was like, you know, because no one talks about these things. Like it, it's it's sad. You never see uh, big political figures like yourself, Roger, speak about some of these more important issues that kind of get swept under the rug by literally everybody. Um, and uh, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is. Uh, recent in current events is what are your thoughts on RFK uh, announcing his presidency? Um, I think that that has some big implications uh, for the 2024 election. I'd love to get your take on that. Um, thank you for asking. So um, yesterday I found in the late afternoon, I was trending on Twitter, which is mm -hmm. absurd. Uh, I have, I have met RFK jr. On one occasion. Uh, I don't think he would call us friends. You might call us acquaintances. Uh, I admire his courage and his position on the safety and uh, lack of effectiveness and danger of the COVID-19 vaccination and other vaccinations. I have read his book, uh, the, the Real Anthony Fauci. It's a masterpiece. He, he nails it. His documentary, his companion documentary is the same. Uh, he has a very uphill climb in the, within the Democratic Party because those who run the party have already demonstrated that they will cheat. They cheated Bernie Sanders twice. They will, and Bernie like takes it. Oh yeah, I'm endorsing Hillary. That's the moment I lost all respect. Before that, I thought Bernie's just a well-meaning communist who really, really believed his bullshit. But now I realize that Bernie and his wife are in it for the money. Now, yep. He likes communism for you, but he's got six vacation homes and drives a top of the line Mercedes. Uh, the money he raked off his presidential campaigns, by the way. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've lost all respect for him because he let them kneecap him. And then like a little cop, he endorsed Hillary Clinton as opposed to doing what, what Ron Paul did uh, when he was defeated by Mitt Romney. He says, no, I'm not endorsing that guy. He stands for the status quo. 
that that's a man of principle. And by yep. the way, I don't agree with Ron Paul on everything, but I agree with him on probably most things. Uh, so in this particular case, I think uh, that uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to have a very t- a difficult time getting on the ballot in the various primaries. Remember, they don't have the Iowa caucuses in the New Hampshire primary. They skip those. So their process begins in South Carolina, which is uh, that's their first state, a state dominated by African-Americans, which is the perfect setup for their real nominee, Michelle Obama. Oh. See, it, oh. It's very soon, oh, very soon, Barack will be calling Joe and say, Joe, you're not running. And if you do run, if you if you don't, if you don't drop, well, we're going to remove you under the 25th Amendment. I will convene a uh, majority of the cabinet and the vice president are sitting here with me and you're out. You and Jill are out. Uh, and Joe will really have no choice. He'll either have to drop or they'll remove him under the 25th Amendment. In mm-hmm. fact, that's just my opinion. Uh, and then they move in their real candidate. Notice that Obama, Biden, who says he's running, has now delayed his announcement to the fall. But this, this, this nomination process starts early next year. That would be the latest it's ever started. That's a guy who's not running. Mm-hmm. That's a, or a guy who who He's an embarrassment, right? So I I think they put Michelle Obama in. Uh, I'm with you on I, that. I think I think Robert Kennedy has got a very very uphill race. They're going to try to block him from getting on the ballot in all these state contests. They're never going to let him debate whoever their candidate is. Let's just say for the sake of discussion, it's Joe Biden. Uh, the Democratic Party has no moderates in it, never mind conservatives. They're, the conservative wing of the Democratic Party doesn't exist anymore. The moderate wing of the Democratic Party doesn't exist anymore. John F. Kennedy uh, was a fierce, strong anti-communist. He favored a silver-backed dollar. He was a tax cutter. He had a deep suspicion of the intelligence agencies. Uh, he, he was not a liberal by any means. No. I think he had he had what by those means he had liberal views on civil rights, what would be considered liberal a- at the time. Uh, but beyond that, he believed in a strong America. Uh, that wing of the Democratic Party doesn't exist anymore. I don't know a single moderate Democrat. The Democratic Party has been taken over by radical socialists, if not communists. So I don't know what I don't know if there's much of a, of a constituency there. Uh, I give him huge credit for taking the shot. But but play this out for a minute, just just mm-hmm. hypothetically. He runs, they kneecap him. He still runs better than anybody expects. He gets about a third of the vote uh, in all the primaries and caucuses where he can get on the ballot, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't win. Donald Trump, meanwhile, just plays rope a dope with little Ron DeSantis, just destroys him, ends DeSantis's political career uh, prematurely, just makes a fool out of him. Uh, he romps to the nomination. Trump now goes to the Republican National Convention, says we're at a time of unparalleled crisis where the country faces extraordinary peril. It's time for a national unity ticket that has both Republicans and Democrats. And therefore, I'm going to offer the vice presidential nomination to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and call on the Republican Convention to nominate a Democrat, to suspend the rules, to nominate a Democrat. That takes care of Trump's vaccination problem like that. Absolutely right. And, ticket. And, and those Democrats who feel disenfranchised in the Democratic nomination process, uh, they will follow Robert Kennedy. That, in my opinion, is the move. That's how you think outside the box. That's why I'm Roger Stone and you're not. I wouldn't hate it. I would not hate that. I said no. that I said that to my wife. I said, I'll tell you what, I would not mind seeing if it, if it all came down to it. Like I, I called it a unity ticket, the Trump-Kennedy 
ticket. I, I would not hate it. I really wouldn't. No, I mean, I, look, I discussed this with future FBI director Salvatore Greco this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> he loved the idea. I think it's brilliant. Oh, and again, yeah, that is why you're you're one of the greatest political strategists of all time. Uh, if I mean, not, could it happen? It, it's a very long shot, but there have been miracles in politics before. Uh, and this, uh, this is entirely possible. Uh, look, it, 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 Robert Kennedy and Donald Trump are not reconciled at the moment. Uh, Robert Kennedy should have headed a blue ribbon panel to explore the safety and the effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccination. Uh, that would have been a great appointment, would have solved a lot of problems, would have mm -hmm. shed great light on this issue, maybe a balanced number of advocates and opponents. But that didn't happen. Uh, and uh, now he stepped forward in his own presidential campaign. Those people are trying to say he's a secret right way. No, he's not. He's a progressive Democrat, still mm -hmm. very much a liberal Democrat. People are saying he and I are close friends. We're not close friends. I do like him. I do admire him. I've only met him once. Uh, you know, the other possibility, of course, is that Bobby wins takes General Flynn for vice president, it's an Irish takeover. That, that's, a, that's an even longer shot. Ooh, that would be an interesting ticket. That would be an interesting ticket for sure. Um, another question, I would love that, by the way. That would be awesome. But um, another thing I want to talk about talk to you about, because you're one of the experts on JFK, in my opinion. I've, I've watched a lot of your, your, your speeches. The best, the best book of JFK right here, The Man That Killed Kennedy. By right. The best. And I would love, I would love to uh, buy a, buy a copy and get it signed by you. It'd be an honor because uh, uh, I, I really respect your work. Since you worked so closely with Nixon and you've dug so deeply uh, on the JFK uh, assassination, is there any truth to the rumor that uh, Nixon was going to blow the whistle on who actually killed JFK, and this is part of the reason why they jammed him up with the Watergate scandal? Uh, it's more than a rumor. We actually have an audio tape of a Watergate era phone, uh, conversation in the Oval Office between President Nixon and CIA Director Richard Helms. This yeah. is the beginning of Watergate. Nixon's starting to get mired in Watergate. Nixon is essentially trying to leverage the CIA by warning them about what he knows because he knows their deepest secrets. And he says to Helms, you know, uh, if things get bad here, there could be a lot of focus, not by me, not by me, says, but by others uh, on, you know, a lot of the dirty business over there. Uh, and I, let me put it to you this way. I know who shot John. There it is. He lays it right out there. Yeah. Uh, now, why has this why has this Watergate era tape never been publicized? Tucker Carlson played it on national television. Um, I actually publicly exposed it about a week before that. Uh, so and that plus uh, recent declassified documents yes. demonstrate the CIA's knowledge of both uh, the Kennedy assassination uh, and the Watergate break in in advance can now be proven. So, yes, Nixon knew what everybody in the deep state knew, which was the CIA was deeply uh, involved in the Kennedy assassination. Uh, I make the case in my book, The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against LBJ. Mm -hmm. You can get a signed copy by going to stonezone.com in the shop. Oh, uh, or you can go to Amazon and Barnes or Barnes and Noble if you want to I'd pay really get it directly from you. Yeah. You buy directly from me and you get a signed copy. Oh, perfect. Uh, but, but Lyndon Johnson essentially headed a cabal that included uh, the, the national security apparatus, uh, the intelligence agencies, the Secret Service, mm -hmm. the, the at least the acquiescence of the FBI, uh, the military. Um, they had their motives. 
Kennedy, what they viewed as Kennedy's mishandling of the Bay of Pigs, Kennedy's mishandling of the Cuban Missile Crisis. The mob, they were angry because they put up a million dollars to elect John F. Kennedy yep. in 1960, and they were double-crossed when Attorney General Robert Kennedy went after uh, Santo Traficante, who ran mm -hmm. the mob in Florida, and Carlos Marcello, who ran the mob in both Texas and Louisiana. Big Texas Oil, they were furious because uh, John Kennedy was trying to repeal the oil depletion allowance. The big banks were upset because John Kennedy was demanding a, a silver or gold-backed dollar. He preferred silver. Either one would be better than the paper money we have today. So everybody has a motive here, but Lyndon Johnson is the man with the most immediate motive because he's under investigation in two epic corruption investigations. The Billy Solestis investigation. Billy Solestis is a flamboyant Texas wheeler dealer who's been paying Johnson off for massive million-dollar federal contracts, agricultural contracts, uh, and the Bobby Baker scandal. Bobby Baker is the yes. secretary of the Senate, Lyndon Johnson's right-hand man. He's the guy who's the, basically the bag man for all the bribes. Johnson knows, uh, as John Kennedy tells his secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, on his way to Dallas in Air Force One, Johnson's going to be replaced. Uh, and Johnson knows it, and the clock is ticking. LBJ knows that Drew Pearson who's the most influential columnist of the day, already has a column in the can to be published on November 23rd, which accuses Johnson of taking a bribe in return for a massive multi-million dollar general dynamics defense contract. This is the beginning of the end for LBJ, but he strikes first. That column is spiked. Uh, his next door neighbor and best friend, J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, a man who knows is facing mandatory retirement in 1964, if Kennedy is reelected, uh, basically runs his investigation. It takes him seven days to conclude that Lee Harvey Oswald, a uh, communist nut, uh, <laughs> acting alone, uh, three bullets all from all from the back, uh, killed uh, uh, John Kennedy. And then the Warren Commission, made up mostly people who hated John Kennedy, yep. is told to rubber stamp this, and they do. Uh, and that, and I'm not a lawyer. But if you read my book, I think I nail it. Uh, and I've summed that up with what little voice I have left because it has been an extraordinarily hard and long day. Yes. But if you're really interested in the Kennedy assassination uh, or you're interested in Watergate, there are two great books I'd recommend to you. The Man Who Killed Kennedy, The Case Against mm -hmm. LBJ, or Nixon's Secrets, The Real Story of the Watergate Break-In and Who Actually Did It and Why. Uh, and with that, Alan, I am going to sign off because I have very little breath Absolutely. left. Absolutely. We've got, we got both books right here. Roger, where do you get the books again? Go to StoneZone.com, StoneZone.com. Uh, go to the shop, uh, and you can get an autographed copy of, uh, of both. Uh, if Nixon's Secrets may not be listed there, you can find that uh, online at Amazon or Barnes & Noble. They're both great books. Uh, with that, gentlemen, I'm about to collapse. Roger. Uh, yes, let, me Roger. Check the, let me check the voting real quick. Uh, I, I while you're I, checking, I just want to thank you for your time and appreciate you coming on. Uh, it was truly an honor to sit here. and Always, uh, always appreciate your time, Roger. Right now, those who believe that Sal Greco most resembles the great Kali are at 57%. Those who believe that he represents Roman Reigns are at 43%. But I want to say this is now we're not calling it. I'm just telling you the current vote. Uh, there's 22 hours and 58 minutes left. As soon as this podcast is over, 
Sal Greco will go to his phone and start voting for Roman Reigns over and over. <laughs> Roger, again, I appreciate it. Listen, everybody, Roger Stone's constantly fighting fighting the federal government in ridiculous lawsuits. He's gotten so many uh, uh, dismissed, but he's still fighting every day. Go to stonedefensefund.com. Help out Roger. Great friend. Great guy. American he's, patriot. He's, he's just a cuddly guy. He's not really yeah. the dirty trickster they make him out to be. He's a warm, wonderful person. All right, he really you guys. Is. He really is. Take care, Roger. Right, everybody have, have a great, blessed, please have a great, blessed Easter weekend. Uh, he is risen. This is going to be a great weekend. God yeah. bless you all. Roger, take care. Thank Roger. you. Thank you. See you soon. And there you have it, the wise man. I mean, you can't get, I, you know, it always amazes me how he remembers all of the shit he remembers about about everything. everything. So, guys, realize, I'm, I'm, Sal, how old are you? I'm 41. Oh, I'm, I'm older than you. I'm four, I'll be 44 in two months. I'm a and baby. Like, the, but yeah, you are a baby. But the the stuff that he remembers before the th- that that happened before we were even a a, a, a sport before my father was born. Yeah. <laughs> and nah. he just he just boom 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 yeah, boom. Guys, guys like him, Donald Trump. I mean, they 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 live for this shit for saving America. Literally, they. I, listen, I could tell you from experience from the, the the text messages and the times I get them. Roger Stone does not sleep. I mean, I don't know if the guy ever sleeps. And Donald Trump's barely sleeping. He lives on McDonald's and, and Coke, which I don't even know how the guy's still alive. And these guys are out there battling to save America. It's wild. Battling, yeah, battling the masters of the universe. Both of them have massive penis energy. They just walk around exuding pen, huge penis energy. And I, I wanted to tell Roger, I know he was rushing off, and I hope he, he might be listening still. Uh, Roger might be the best-dressed in not, the not might be not might be in in, 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 the, in the American tourist movement and uh I I, I want to know I, I gotta know I got if he actually owns all those suits and and all those outfits or if he rents because I'd put him oh. up there with Bruce Buffer as one of the best <laughs> best dressed of all time and uh, I, I love his style I'm gonna yeah. tell you and, and Sal will attest to this yeah most, if not all, of Roger suits, and I'll say, if, if another book you should get is Stone's Rules. It's probably one of the best books. I'll tell you, I bought it and I read it all, and I use some of those rules now in everyday life since I use really? that book. And yep, and he goes and he talks about his suits. Every one of Roger's suits is over 30 years old and he goes into this whole thing about how you don't dry clean them because they get a sheen and how you whisk them with a with a broom i mean you 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 could talk to roger stone about the care of really good suits when you should wear them how to take care of them suspenders aren't called suspenders they're braces the different types of cuts of dress pants i mean it's wild the knowledge that that he has all the suits not only all the suits are real they're all in his closet yeah. There's, he's got a, uh, another place where we, technically it's the studio. There's more suits over there, which the government, when they raided him, threw all over the place. So that was, you know, I had to go. Oh, fuck up the guy's suits? Come on. Yeah, listen. Yeah. The one that CNN was there before the FBI, uh, that, that raid? Uh, <laughs> they got the sealed indictment, CNN, before yeah. before it was even released. Oh, yeah. these pieces of shit. And seeing those suits on on TV is nothing like when I see Roger in person dressed to the nines in those suits. Like it, it, it's 
It's such a commanding presence. Uh, Sal looks decent uh, in his suits, too. He walks around. I think um, Sal goes shopping, and he, he puts on a kid's medium shirt. because uh, he's yeah, like, so, yeah. <laughs> Extra schmedium? You're one of those Italians? <laughs> one of those Italian guidos with the extra schmedium? <laughs> the guy's a boulder. <laughs> I, 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 listen, the suits, okay, I wear it. It's like an Italian cut. It's no, Italian I'm with you. I got some some You're some Armani and and some Carlos Barberas. I got some nice some nice suits. I'm a, I'm a big I appreciate suits and I like I like that style as well. A nice. That's my suit. style. I'm a little I'm different. You, I, don't, I don't wear the baggy suits. You got to yeah. tighter fit. I mean, you don't work out six yeah. days a week to wear baggy well, stuff. I mean, it's. Yeah. You know, you want to look sharp. Absolutely, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. And the suit game is like like I said, I lived in the courtrooms. I was in and out of court, and one of the most important things is an appearance. This is why I'm not afraid of cameras. I'm, I've been in front of numerous. You have to be in front of a jury, in front of a judge, and these people. Your appearance is everything. Roger always says this too. Appearance is everything. You have to look successful. You have to be successful. So when you walk in that courtroom. And you're the guy that's testifying, whether it was the, for defense or for the prosecutor. Your look says a lot. Absolutely. Except Absolutely. if you're in a D.C. courtroom, because that's already predetermined. So so here's here's the million dollar question, Sal. Notice I said million dollar question. Yeah. When you uh, win your case and, and, and get a massive payoff from the NYPD, which I cannot wait for that day and my invitation to the party, where where are you buying the house on the water <laughs> to have this massive party? How are you how are you liking Florida? I love Florida. Florida. I mean, I was a re, I was a resident here when I was a was a kid. I lived here back in 1989 of all years. So I was a, I was a kid. I was here in 1989. It's a little different since then, especially here in Broward County has definitely changed since then. But overall, the experience here is very Florida is a very laid-back place. I mean, when I was in front of Mar-a-Lago the other day, those people, when I say they were happy and festive, and I don't mean happy and festive where they were happy about what was going on with the president because they really backed the president. But versus what you were dealing with in New York, Alan, when you saw the CBS cameraman and all the, the vitriol of hate, when you see these people, the hatred in their eyes, they're really godless people, kind of like the NYPD upper brass and all the law enforcement upper brass. They're godless people. I don't know if they have a soul. They need to find God. They need to find something because they don't believe in anything. But over here, everybody is, you could tell they have a soul. They they really back the president. They believe in this country. They believe that we're going to once again rise from the ashes. And it's different here. And that's, that's, the, that's the mantra of how Florida really is. Everyone's a free spirit and they're happy. And, you know, it's sunny outside. And that there's many reasons to be happy. I don't know if we're happy with the Florida Fugazi, which is our governor, but you know, overall, you're just happy. You know, if God wakes you up, you can do anything. That's that's basically the mantra. Absolutely. Would you, you know, listen. I don't hate Ron DeSantis. You know, like I don't like I don't like the shadow campaigning. All right, I I believe he did do some good things. You know. in Florida, he did what the governors were supposed to do. That's all. His job. He did his job as a good job. job. I'm sorry, but and and again, I go back to Roger Stone because it's from what I see and what I've read and what I know about him from having a lot of conversations. He truly is the most loyal man in politics. Okay, you're not rattling that from him, and I, 
I, I I'm disappointed in Ron DeSantis and and especially his his new Twitter social media influencer industrial complex that they have going on. Where right. again, these people grifted off of Trump's name, realizing that Ron DeSantis would not be the great governor of Florida if it was not for Donald Trump. He was a subpar congressman. Go look at his voting record in Congress. Voted against Trump's wall. Voted to, to like almost strip and get rid of Medicare. Like he was not very good in Congress at all. He was a nobody. He was crap. He 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 came crying hat in hand to Donald Trump. Donald Trump didn't even know who he was, endorsed him. The guy won by 30,000 votes. And, and people forget that, and they say, well, Ron DeSantis wins elections, and he just won in a landslide. So so, so what does that mean, everybody? That means just fuck Donald Trump and, and to just shit on that loyalty? Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. And this is why I said to Roger, I give him so much respect because so many people in the uh, political world, the uh, big influencers and even people that are in politics that became what they are because of Donald Trump just completely left. They're like, ah, fuck you, Donnie. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ditching you and I'm going to go and get paid by the DeSantis camp to say that Ron's the better candidate. And he looks soft to me, man. Like he doesn't look like he's prepared. He doesn't look like he's prepared to handle the pre- – like everybody thinks that the media is just going to stop doing what they're doing to Republican candidates. Like they're just going to turn around and be like, oh, Ron DeSantis is is great and he's doing such a great job. They're not going to do the same tactics that they're doing to Donald Trump right now. Uh, they're delusional. And if they think Ron DeSantis can handle that kind of pressure, they're out of their fucking minds. They have no clue what, what, what he's up against. Yeah. But, you know, I say this. Uh, I always – you don't judge people, but, you know, you kind of get a, a look at somebody through, you know, how they are, how they act. Not how, what they say, but what they do, right? Actions. And, uh, Roger is, like, the reason I, you know, get along very well with Roger is the same reason that I have the same belief that we're both very loyal. And it goes back to being Sicilian because growing up, you were loyal. I grew up on 18th Avenue in Bensonhurst, and trust me, some of the people that weren't loyal to whoever they were supposed to be loyal to – are no longer breathing. That's just what I'm <laughs> going to say about that. So loyalty is everything in life. Mm-hmm. I'm loyal to my friend. Heck, I was loyal to the to, to, to president. I mean, I lost my job over loyalty. Although yeah. I was loyal to the, the police department, yeah. they weren't too forthcoming, we'll say. So as and far as Florida, the Florida Fugazi goes, Ron DeSantis, the reason he's a Fugazi is because he's not loyal. Yeah. I want to tell you this little story. You know, Roger left, but we were at the uh, Trump Doral 2019. It was some kind of event we were at. And at the time, obviously, uh, the Florida Fugazi was the governor. He was riding high because, you know, he was all about Trump and all that. But there was one problem. He was supposed to get out of his limo or wherever it was, his truck, to come in, and he was supposed to be the speaker. Right. So Donald Trump Jr. was speaking. And because he was running a little longer than maybe he should have, Ron DeSantis never got out of the limo or the or the truck where he was at. In fact, he never stepped foot in the Doral, and he left. And we know this because his state police and his that was like his security, his state police and all that. They were waiting for him to come in. He never came in. I remember because I was with Roger and we I was asking around to the guy. So the governor is outside. Why isn't he coming? Oh, he's gonna come. He's gonna come in. He never came in. In fact, Donald Trump Jr. ran long, I believe, and that was I think that was the end of the event. Did I he think his booster shoes. 
Did, he, he must have forgot his booster shoes, had to go home and get them, so he looked a little tall. He's like, oh, Don I'll G. Tell you, I'll tell you, this one moment right there for me, I mean, I didn't know much about Ron DeSantis at the time, and I remember remember this moment. I was like, right there should have said something to me personally. Go, why is this man not even getting out? What is he so offended that Donald Trump Jr. is speaking and he's running a little longer? And if you go back in this event, I, I forgot, what, I think it was AmpFest. AmpFest, that was at the Amp door, 2019. Yeah. Ron DeSantis never stepped foot in the Trump derail, and that should show you exactly what kind of man this this guy was. Well, he's see, crazy. That's just he never about. won his primary, and let alone be a closeted homosexual meth head uh, in in a, in the general election in his first his first go around without Donald Trump. There was no, no chance. No. Donald Trump flew down there twice right before the election and saved his political career. He would be nobody. Exactly. Uh, and the fact and I'm, that I'm just, I'm big. This is what I'm big with is loyalty. Mm -hmm. But I could see the cracks in the armor even back then. But we still, you know, I was well, like, well, you know, Ron's a good guy. Trump says he's good. You know, he seems loyal. He wasn't loyal. He was always, this is the kind of guy he was. I mean, the guy it's never stepped out of his truck yep. or his room, wherever he was in. He never got out of the truck. He never stepped foot in the Doral that day. In fact, nobody even saw him because I kept asking, wasn't he supposed to speak where? Oh, he's gone. What do you mean he's gone? He never even came in. Oh, he's gone because, you know, and, and Junior was up there speaking still. So right. you could see the guy. I mean, I don't know if he was annoyed, uh, but you could tell that th this is a crack in the armor. And that shows you the kind of guy you're dealing with. So everything Roger said is true. I know people turn around and say, well, Roger, he always, you know, he ribs on it. Most of Roger always tells it how it is. I know sometimes people don't like his style or whatever he says, but it's, oh, it's it always comes out to be true. What the upfront, no yeah. bullshit style? That's how everybody yeah. should be. It should be. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's how this. That's how this show operates. And he knows. Listen, he knew Ron from before. He knew him as a congressman. He knows Ron DeSantis very well. That's why we now call him. He's the Florida Fugazi. And if you want to contribute, you go to floridafugazi.com and you can donate to his presidential. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm curious if uh, if he's actually going to at this point announce. I mean, just dwindling in the polls. Uh, he, you know, there are packs out there that are raising money for him. I know his wife has a lot to do with it. Like Roger said, you know, Jill DeSantis. The the Tom Massey just came out and endorsed him, even though he's not running. He did. Tom uh, Tom Massey, yeah. Chip Roy. Uh, uh, was it? Uh, Chip Roy, disappointing. Real. Yeah, disappointing. but you know what's his Byron? Uh, was it McDonald? Yeah, Donald's, 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 he, Trump, he's Trump. But yep. Listen, Ron. He, he listen. He did this to himself. I mean, you know, me and Roger would talk about this and be like, I don't know what this guy's gonna do. If he would have hung back, like Roger said, he would. But he didn't. He he listened to his wife. Whoever he's listening to, it's not working. You know, and the chinks and the cracks in the armor through the last couple of years are now all coming out all at once. And this is what happens when you. You go, go up against the king, you know. We have a king, you know. He unfortunately, that would happen in 2020. Should have still been in the White House, but he's still the king. So you you got to be careful when you go up against the king. You better be prepared. This guy was he was never prepared for this, and he's gonna. I I, I predict he's still gonna be going down in those polls. Trump is the king maker. He you know, he made he made Ron DeSantis like it. It, it, it doesn't. There's no question I mean, about it. Ron people DeSantis. understand right now, this man is ready to go to prison for this country. He's mm -hmm. literally could have stopped this by not running. Yep. And you would have had your, you would have had your Florida Fugazi running, and you all would have been happy because uh, 
the Bushes would have been behind them, and the, the oh, Colts, all these guys. He's not getting out of the way. He's not getting out of the way. He's nope. doing it for all the people. He's a man of the people. Whether people like him or not, it's just the way Donald Trump is. So he is in his position because he is taking a hit for all of us. Because trust me, if you don't like him, whatever the case is, and if you think you're in hiding behind the wall saying, well, they're not going to see me. They're not going to know about me. Trust me. They know you. They're going to stomp on you like a little ant. If they stomp on him, they'll stomp on me. They're going to stomp on Roger. They'll yep. stomp on both of you. And then they're going to go for everyone back there who thinks it's safe. Because yeah. playing it safe is not going to work with these people. Just nope. know your enemy. They're malicious, evil, godless people. They don't believe in anything. And believe me, if they got their way and exterminated everything in sight, they would start working on themselves because they just don't know how to stop. Some of them believe in Satan, in my opinion. Uh, It's a possibility. Uh, possibility. I don't really know. I don't know what these guys do in their private lives. Their actions show their their true evil intent. Like they're just evil. Like it's not even like they're they're like misguided. Their their intent is purely evil. Like look look at what they're trying to do to the American public. Everything that's going on is, is 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 terrifying look at the restrict act that they're trying to push through like if, if that's something that goes through like media matters is writing articles about us we're, we're all censored we're all banned from all these platforms we'd be the first people that they're going after and then they're going to start coming after the people they're like i don't like politics but uh you know i i agree with what you say i just can't like it because of work or this that or the other like whatever reason they tell themselves that they can't be vocal about what's going on uh yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be next in line after they start coming after us who have been very vocal no. I was scared. I'm scared. Like, listen, like the other day, seeing that cameraman manhandle our friend as a journalist. And listen, it's journalists, they're left wing, right wing. Everyone has a right to speak. Everyone has a right to write something. But when you see moments like that, I mean, a guy who's like six, a guy who looks bigger than me, he's manhandling him. Tremendous, that guy. That guy is tremendous. You don't even That's want to make any arrest. I mean, that the NYPD's trying to arrest our friend who's a journalist who didn't right. even lift the finger. He had a coffee in his hand. This is the route you're going. This is what they want for this country. Is that what you want? Is this what you want? You really got to look yourself in the mirror. Right now we're in this position because people didn't like the way somebody tweeted. That's insane to think. I hope you like going to to buy your steak because your steak is $15 for like four ounces, like something like this big is a little little steak. Because we got that because people didn't like the way somebody tweeted. Never judge. When you look at somebody, it's not what they say. It's what they do. Right. I've lived since I was a kid on 18th Avenue. What you do, that's how you look at somebody. Yes. Never by what somebody says. I've Dude, had people, not words. It's uh, actions over words. I, I tell people all the time, Sal, I say, I say, how many presidents that you know of did anything, anything, let alone the amount of things that Donald Trump did for the directly for the American people? Directly, that's right. And directly and for us. Think of, look, look at who, who he's dealing with. Look at the animals you have in Congress yes. that were against them. They right. don't do that right now. No one's doing that right now in Congress. Nope. And and if he had, if he had them, if they were working with him, think about all the things that he could have accomplished and gotten done for us, the American public. Like we saw gas prices that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. We saw we saw the economy and and uh, unemployment at record lows it was unbelievable things that we you know going through high school in my college years i was like yo we're fucked like 
where there's there's nothing to look forward to. Like everything is fucked. All the jobs are being shipped overseas. There's no loyalty in businesses anymore, like there was 20 years ago, where you get a job, you get a pension, you retire. Like there's nothing. Houses cost a million dollars, and then all of a sudden Donnie came in, lifted that veil, and was like, "Hey, no things things could be really good, guys. Like this country could be fucking badass. Like we can have really cool shit here. We're on our way there. We're on our way." Yeah, and, and 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 then they 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 took they literally stole it from us. They literally stole, it. and I I think I me personally I think it had to be that way because now millions and millions of people see the truth. They see what they're really about. Like yeah. if Donnie stayed in office, it would have been Orange Man bad for another four years. China virus this, China virus that, uh, and and that would have been the narrative. Instead, now everybody's trying to scramble to make sure that Joe Biden is protected, and they can't they can't do it as hard as they try. All these things that are happening, so. Uh, I, I think it's it, it's uh, a good thing. It's like it's it's a double edged sword. It's good and it's bad. Like we have to we who are aware of how how shitty it is. It sucks the most. Yeah. At the same time, it is waking up millions and millions of people that will never go back to saying I trust the yeah. government. There are there are people seeing it. So when I was in Manhattan, I was talking to a lot of people, and there were some people there that said. Listen, I'm not here against Trump. I don't even like the guy. I, you know, I'm a native New Yorker, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you what. You know why I'm here? Because I don't like what the government is doing to Donald Trump. This just does not seem right. And someone even said to me, I was the guy I was talking to from Philadelphia. He's like, I'm not a huge Trump fan. I'm a conservative, but I'm not a huge Trump fan. But because of this, is it's going to push me to support and vote for Donald Trump. I just wanted to, to bring up something back to the Ron DeSantis thing and possibly running for president. Back Jen's hockey style? Yeah, I want to yeah, circle back Jen's hockey style. So Brendan Dilly from The Dilly Show uh, had spoken about this. Uh, and um, this is something that is – is, yeah, people have to watch out for here. Smart MAGA Republicans and America First supporters is that if and when he announces that the – the DeSantis camp starts selling this with the legal problems Donald Trump faces, which right now are bullshit. Now, like if they go ahead and that, you know, the plan to take down 45, if they go with Georgia and the January 6th committee and all these referrals and they try to throw more indictments at him, there's a possibility that they would sell this for Ron DeSantis. Well, listen, Trump supporters, maybe you need to turn around and support Ron DeSantis because all of the legal issues that Trump is facing – if he ends up going to trial for something and a conviction, Ron DeSantis is going to be the savior to pardon Donald Trump. Oh. And and that is a scenario that I can see and agree with it when Brendan said it, that could play out. That that would be a, to me a tacky selling point for for someone to support Ron DeSantis, but I could see them pushing that narrative hard for people that might be i really like donald trump ron DeSantis is younger blah 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 and all that other bullshit so that's something i think people should be mindful of when the time comes and and start thinking about that now so it's not so it's expected all right now they're going to pull the let's get ron DeSantis in the oval office so that if donald trump sees some sort of conviction ron DeSantis can pardon him immediately uh, the thing is, is though, uh, as an in, as an incumbent, like he's an incoming president, brand new, mm-hmm. uh, parting anybody would be detrimental probably to the next four years because he'll get he'll get slaughtered yeah. for doing it. So True. that's not a guarantee. That no. would probably be very stupid to assume that, especially since both guys uh, at this time don't really like each other. I'm not saying he'd do it. I'm saying that his camp would sell it 
in order to push him through the primary against Donald Trump. And there may be some people, simple-minded people that were there everywhere. Simple-minded people. There's a lot of simple-minded people out there that might say, you know what, that's a good point. Maybe I should, maybe I should support Ron DeSantis so that he will protect Donald Trump in his legal woes because the mainstream media will work so hard and the left will work so hard to make it seem like Donald Trump is going to the electric chair and the DeSantis camp will capitalize on that by saying the only way to save Donald Trump is to get Ron DeSantis in the Oval Office. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Ron DeSantis wouldn't pardon him anyway. I I would, I believe that, but I'm just saying as a used car salesman, they would say, this is the guy. This is the guy you have to vote for because he's going to save Donald Trump from being seeing a jail cell. And to those people, they say this. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> That's what they're saying to themselves as they're thinking that out loud. Uh, because they are. They're fucking dumb. That's, like, if you fall for that, you're an idiot and you deserve what you get. But there I are. Happy for one second. It just that would be, uh, you'd be really be pulling a wool over anyone's eyes thinking that. That man would pardon anybody, especially incoming into the White House. It just won't happen. It's never happened. I don't think it's ever happened in the history. Of, maybe in a second term that you – if you got to worry about it. But, but there's nothing that he's going to have to be pardoned from. Like that's the thing. Like there's nothing well, he's going to have to be pardoned from. First, first of all, first of all now wait. That, that, now this uh, Fugazi indictment in New York City will say that is a state charge. Only the governor of New York could actually pardon you. If let's say this went to trial right. and he was convicted, mm-hmm. so the president has nothing to do with it. It would all have to. Even Georgia is a state trial. Yes, the only thing that would be pardon it would be that Jack Smith uh, case where they're trying to say That's it was correct. documents. And even so, I think that would be the Fourteenth Amendment or so. That's what they're trying to get at. They're just I'm trying to- looking at like the January six referrals because listen. Make no mistake, they're going to try something. I mean, Mike Pence, they got him coming in to testify. They're apparently going to have uh, uh, Secret Service agents on Donald Trump's detail come in to testify. And well, for the documents. Oh, what's that? It's for the documents. For, for the documents. But I'm yeah. saying at some point that you still have the January 6th referrals. Who know. knows what the DOJ is going to do and what they're going to concoct there. And that's all federal. And it'll all wrap into one. They'll, they'll, they'll get them here. They'll, they'll attempt to get them here. They'll attempt to get them there. Because that's the big goal, get the big bad orange man. Well, here's that's the thing. Sick. Oh, that's so? That's that's a sick thing that they actually would go through with that whole. Uh, but listen, it, I, I was I've experienced DC firsthand with with through Rogers trial, and uh, it is it's anything but impartial there. I don't know how the name Trump could never get a fair fair trial for anything. And, and, you know, a couple of weeks from now, there's a civil trial coming up. I think that woman that said that she was raped or whatever, that case is coming up, that Joe Tacopino is actually representing uh, the president. Yeah. Got to watch that case. Because yeah. remember, a Reed case? left-leaning jury. No one in Manhattan, even if you're a juror, can't tell me, I don't know who Donald Trump is. There's no way. Right. I'm trial in New York City. Not even a big – I'm not even trying to be like some – you know, right-leaning guy. I'm trying to be a fair guy. I was a cop. I'm telling you right now, the name Trump in Manhattan, everyone knows who it is. You're picking jurors that are going to basically they're lying to you, telling you, I don't know who he is. That the why dear that they do, I don't know how there's a question saying you, you could be impartial to Donald Trump. Because in Manhattan, remember, 87% of Manhattan voted for Joe Biden. So you can't get a fair trial there for anything if your name is Trump. 
Just remember that. This so is why they pick those places. This is they won't move the venue because yeah, the the move would be saying, okay, let's move this venue to I don't know Staten Island, but they won't do that because they know then that would kind of like even the playing field. So the whole thing is it's like rigged and it's going it jurisdictions. It's it the same goes, all the time. It goes the same thing for holding these evil fucks accountable. Like if we held them accountable for their crimes, they're getting tried in Washington D.C. None of them are going to get a fair trial. We saw it in the Sussman case. We saw uh, there's no there's no way that any of them are going to get convicted, even if the DOJ wants to prosecute, which they we know they never will. Uh, even if we had all of the hard evidence to present, uh, it wouldn't happen because these places are corrupt, and and there's no way that. In these very highly politicized areas like Manhattan and D.C., that you're going to get a fair jury. It's never, ever, ever going to happen. It's an impossibility. Criminal trial, it's very hard. It's very it's hard. It's impossible. It would be impossible. There's no way. You'd have to get homeless people off the street. It's going to be juries. Like, that'd be your best bet, like, to, to pull off, like, to get the guy who started bum fights and have fist fights to see who is the jury member. Uh, because there's that would that, that's your only shot of getting a free free and fair jury in New York City. Hey, Sal, what, what, what do you think of this? And I don't even know if it would be possible in this case. I know some criminal cases are, 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 are done by this, but – if they waived a jury trial and had the judge serve the decision after all the the evidence is shown and the trial happens, where, what do you think would be more a, a better chance for Donald Trump, in your opinion, if, if they waived the jury trial and they just had the, the, the judge make the decision or have a jury trial at that Manhattan court? I think the judge would then go on preponderance of evidence, which in this case, uh, this judge seems to be – already he's already had a checkered past the wife is a donor to the yeah. to Biden it doesn't look it wouldn't sound good it would still take your chances with a jury yeah but remember in a jury only takes one juror to have a hung jury it could anything could always happen with a jury true my problem is it's still a left-leaning liberal almost yeah. radical <laughs> district in Manhattan where 87 percent still voted for Joe Biden you, listen Rogers trial didn't have one Republican there was no. I mean, this is this is the problem. Are you going to find a one Republican for this jury? I highly doubt it. Not in Manhattan, anyway. I mean, nope. you're not going to have Gavin Wax there as a jury. You know, you're going to pull all these left wing guys. hundred percent. I say, I don't know. I don't know Donald Trump, but they they certainly do, and they want to convict them. This yeah. is how you can't. I mean, you could, as a jury, you could always lie and say, I don't know anything. I don't know no, but just to go through it and be like. Yeah, I'm the guy. I put the hammer on this. I'm, he got convicted because of me. Kind of like what happened with the Georgia, the Georgia jury, where the, yes. where the poor woman came out. I mean, yeah. I thought it was illegal. But I don't know. Nothing seems to be illegal when it involves Donald Trump. That's what I've noticed. Everything is on the table. There's no rules. There's no constitution. Just do whatever you want as long as we get him. That's, that's basically how it is. It's funny because they never put this attention to real hard criminals like El Chapo, it took four trials to put John Gotti away. <laughs> I mean, these are the things that you should be worried about. Hardened drug dealing killers were roaming around, but we got to get this guy because it's political. Right. This is what's happened. When I was in the police department, when I joined, I've had my family was in the in the federal government. They were always looking for hard hardened criminals, real things. We don't look for. I don't know, grandma waving her flag near the Capitol, like 5,000 feet from there, and oh, 30 have now gone to their house. That's laughable. But that's what this has become now. Mm-hmm. now they finally have their little, their little white, they want, they have this little shiny object. They finally have it. They like, 
We finally have him. We're gonna get him now. Every time, though, with the impeachment with Russia, 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 oh. like they, they they thought they had him every single time, and every single time they're punching themselves in the dick. They're like, oh, guess we were wrong again, and they swing and miss. Um, I'm I'm interested to get your take because a lot of people. I uh, like to say that Donnie is controlled opposition. That's one of my favorite things to hear. Get the uh, fuck out of here. This guy couldn't be controlled by anybody. I, I love these, uh, are these donors to the Florida Fugazi.com. Yes. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, he's one of them. He's part of the deep state, this, that, and the other. And and he's divisive. And I, I find it hysterical. And I always say to them, I'm like, listen, I, I, if he really was part like – they could divide this country and they could they could have us fighting each other and and never mention Donald Trump's name with the transgender movement with oh. uh, with all the all the stuff that they're doing with that the 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 masks the vax there's so many things that they could divide us without even mentioning orange man once yet they're still continuing to attack this man 24/7 trying to uh, arrest him for these trumped up charges and, and go after him nonstop and not just him, his family, his, his youngest son, they're still attacking. Like there's, it's insane what they're doing and anybody that's associated with him. So uh, what, what are you, huh? Me included. Yeah, exactly. 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 My point, you Roger, everybody that's around him. So uh, what do you have to say to these morons that think Donnie's controlled opposition? Uh, I think maybe they're a little, um, maybe they're, they're, giving in too much to the things they've heard online. I, I always say, like I says, you got to look at somebody by their actions. This mm-hmm. man, this man was being arrested just the other day. No one who's controlled opposition is going to want to get arrested and have to spend, I think, what is Joe Tacopino and all these lawyers, what are they charging him an hour? I can tell you one thing about Donald Trump that I know. He's not the greatest spender. We'll put it like that. And he doesn't like to just throw around money. I mean, he's always been, he's a businessman who thinks with his head and will spend as little as he can on anything. So it's costing him a fortune yeah. just to defend himself. Mm-hmm. So now you're saying, Oh, he's controlled opposition. You're saying, Oh, I, I don't know what kind of, if this must be a conspiracy. So he must be now control opposition who wanted to get arrested yep. and he wants to spend this money on his lawyers because he represents who George Soros. What, what, what is the end game with these people, man? I mean, I just wish like, you know, some of these people, uh, I hate to use Eric Adams words. Maybe they're misguided. Or I don't know. Maybe they just listened to the wrong thing. Just I, I have a word for him. Just think you just think with a clear mind and a clear conscience, you could tell this man has literally gone through hell his family. I mean, look at. I mean, every day he's taking a beating. They're now harassing Melania Trump. Oh, she wasn't there at the. This man's gone through hell. His family. They've been through, put through hell. No one who's controlled opposition would do this. It would kind of be very, very easy and very subtly they'll put you down in a way. Because remember, he's not an office, so they could have just paid him off. Or, that didn't happen here. So anyone who's saying this, I don't know where you're getting this information from. Because the narrative that they paint is that because he's so so polarizing, he's such a polarizing figure, it gets all of these America first people on one side and they're gearing up for a civil war against which they're pushing heavy against the other side. 
Uh, and and that's that's the narrative that they love to push that he's just this polarizing figure. He's there just to divide us, to to cause all this chaos, to push us into this civil war, to push us into this one world government. And it's and it's complete nonsense. And I agree with you 100 percent, Sal. There's no way that he would allow himself to to be embarrassed publicly in such a way. Like you can tell Donald Trump is not a guy who takes those kinds of things lightly. Like you throughout his entire lifetime, his previous interviews, like when you slight him, he does not forget. And uh, or 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 if you're disloyal or you're disrespectful, he does not forget. And uh, and I I don't think he's the type of guy that's just going to brush it off and and move on. That's Uh, the thing. And but these people. You understand, nobody wants to go and whatever they're saying, a civil war. Like like they wrote my letter, I want a civil war in this country. Yeah, nobody wants that. No, no, we don't want that. That's the thing. Growing up, okay, in the 80s and 90s, look, I, I know a lot of people. Some people were Democrats. Some people were independents. I would go down, let's say, to the cafe and be like, they would complain, oh, this is going on. i go, well, you voted for Bill Clinton. And they would laugh, uh-huh, but you were Ronald Reagan and George Bush or whatever at the time. And then we would say, okay, well, you know, that's all fun and games, but like, let's go and eat something. Yeah, yeah, let's go, yeah. man. Like, that's how it was. Right. Yep. We didn't really care. We were still human beings, and we were like friends or family. Now it's more like you sit at the table, and something comes on TV, and it's like, oh, Trump. Right away, we hear whoever doesn't like this is ready to take, let's say, the pot of pasta yeah. and break the dish over your head over this. We're ready to break up families over this shit. Literally. Why is all this anger for this? Why are they? And it's this media. It's, it's they are driving this way. That's exactly yeah. who it is. President Trump is trying to point you. What he's trying to say is, everybody, look in this direction. Mm-hmm. Look in this direction. And if you pay attention, he's like telling you, it's it's not the power of one person. It's everybody. If everyone is in unison, everything changes. When well, you, that's how it is. Everyone's got to wake up at the same time. That's why all of this is going on. You still have people that are sit there and go, well, the Florida Fugazi on the vaccine. No, no, no. The Florida Fugazi is going to go to jail after he's the governor for what he just did with the what, what Roger was explaining. Because yeah. now I'm paying these energy bills. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm angry about that right now. So you got people have to stop looking at that and start worrying. Look at the big picture. People well, get lost because they look at little things. The big picture. Big picture. They're single issue voters and and they forget all of the things that Donnie accomplished and did for us. They 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 just completely lose sight and they exactly. they zero in on the fact that he created this vaccine and he continues to push it. And I'm gonna say this. Well, let's say this. Any president, let's give this to anyone who's in office. Do you think they would have survived having this no this no thing way. come on them? No, no because every day they were hitting him. Let's say it was Joe Biden in office with this. He wouldn't survive this. They would say we want the Republican because he mishandled this. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter who was there. It was always going. It was set up for you to fail. That is the. That's what people just can't see or they seem to forget. It didn't matter who was there because now he has guys like Fauci. All these career DC guys are coming in, Mr. President. If you don't do this, you know, a lot of lives, a lot of people are dying. It's going to be. It's going to be your fault. You know, you have to do something. Yeah. What would you do? Tell me how somebody would handle that. Give me a CEO who would handle it. And then knowing that every day people are dying, they don't know what's going on. I mean, you know today, we know today the truth. But let's say in the very beginning, he didn't know. So that's how this all started. So I, you, I think he handled it pretty, pretty – what did you say? 
I mean, you just you can't just blame him and say, oh, well, he created this, he created that. Listen, put yourselves in his shoes first. And I'm not defending him saying it was the right thing because listen, I'm not for forced vaccines myself. I mean, I think I think he never crazy. said that though. Like he he never once said we need to be forced. But people saying this and saying that the Florida Fugazi, I mean, the Florida Fugazi did the same thing in Florida. Let's yeah. just call it for what it is. Leon in the chat just said that she he vaccinated a 100-year-old World War II vet and died, right. he died two weeks later. Listen. Exactly. So that you're trying to make this guy into a martyr. And it, listen, it's a very small little minority. It's probably the people that don't like Trump or were kicked out from the campaign. It's all these kind of characters, you know. Paid by Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And it, now he's paying them or whatever, whoever, whatever it is. I don't know if it's the Bushes or the Koch uh, family, but whatever, whatever's going on there. Anyone in the same shoes that was president and had to deal with what just happened. Right. The same thing would have happened. Put yourself, Don't tell me that Joe Biden wouldn't do the same thing. Barack it's Obama would have done the same thing. George Bush would have done the same thing. Probably even Ronald Reagan might have done the same thing. You have a million people coming to you telling you that if you don't do something, it's your fault. Everyone's dying. The world's looking at you. What do I you think he handled it flawlessly. I think right. he, I, I, not flawlessly, because he, he did make some mistakes, but I think he handled it very, very well. He in gave, the fact he, and, he, and he gave the power to the states to do whatever they needed yes. to do. And, and listen, I was just going to highlight that. And he, and he spotlighted a lot of these people. Like, no one knew who Anthony Fauci was no. unless, the, unless you were in the gay community in the 80s. Like, nobody yeah. knew who this guy was. And now everybody in America knows who he is. And now a large majority of the country agrees that he should be, be hung for crimes against humanity because he's an evil fuck. Like, if Donald Trump didn't spotlight him and put him in the front, li- front lines of, of handling this, no one would know who he is. Uh, and, and he did that with so many other people throughout yeah. this entire process, spotlighting who these people really are. The, the fact of the matter is Ron DeSantis would not have fired Dr. Fauci. Ron oh. DeSantis pushed the vaccine. Ron DeSantis locked down, set up checkpoints in Florida parks and other places. That's Palm Beach, okay, which now that guy is out in his administration right now. That's the mass Nazi that right. was literally going into the stores and sending a Gestapo in there to arrest people. Yes. And guy, David Kerner is now on Ron DeSantis' staff. Exactly. Oh, that's that's Ron DeSantis. And also, Ron DeSantis, what he does. Ron DeSantis, he would 100% right now he would escalate in ukraine and ron DeSantis, and i say this a lot he will not fight the deep state bureaucrats unelected bureaucrats that are not accountable to we the people he will not fight them he will not fight to fire them and that's why i say the only choice in 2024 is donald trump ron DeSantis is not it and and you know i was i was an advocate not too long ago of ron DeSantis running for president in 2028. And I've said this on a couple shows. I've said it on this show, and I'll say it again. I said it on Roger Stone's show not too long ago. I never want to see Ron DeSantis in the Oval Office. Never. Ever. Same. That's how I feel right now. No, but yeah. I, after this, after I found out about this energy bill thing, I, I wouldn't want him anywhere near there either. Yeah. But there is somebody out there that could could be a 2028 candidate, and she's actually coming to New York very soon. Who, Carrie Lake? Carrie Lake. I, I love her. I'm a big fan of Carrie Lake. And if, if RFK is not the VP, I would not mind seeing her uh, appointed there as well. But I, I think she needs to that. keep fighting keep fighting in Arizona because uh, she's putting up a really good fight. Yeah. If, there is one thing I want to lay out about this whole uh, issue about Donnie and why people uh, are 
so angry with him about the vaccine. Like people, people are again so short-minded. They forget what was going on and the, and the what was going on in the country and how the average American felt. Like you said, Sal, everybody was terrified. Yep. They were so scared. And and if people understand what these evil fucks truly wanted to do, they wanted to lock us down for such an extended period of time that it would completely cripple the middle class. There would be only sure. the super wealthy and then the super poor. There would be nothing in between. And the and 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 the only way the average American, the the brainwashed, even the Fox News watcher, the MSNBC were leaving their house is if there was some sort of quote unquote cure available that's how terrified everybody was you have to you have to really think about how they were and you have to remember how everybody acted when donald trump mentioned other therapeutics like hcq and ivermectin they lost their shit or even with the uv stuff they're like oh like yeah you said to inject bleach inject bleach exactly <laughs> like they lost their fucking still to this day they tell you that donald trump went on tv and right. told you to inject bleach they still don't believe horse paste. What are you doing? Don't eat horse paste. So, so again, this is why it's so important to highlight that Donald Trump is very adamant that it should never be forced. There should always be the freedom of choice. But at the end of the day, in this in this war, sometimes you have to make sacrifices. Sometimes you have to fall on the sword and and, and do things that you may not want to do to for for the end goal. So you you create this jab. And uh, it allows the country to open. It stops their agenda to shut down the country for an extended period of time and destroy the middle class. We now open up because now it's never going back closed. They've, they've been desperately trying to shut down the country and lock us down over and over and over again. And every single attempt has failed miserably. Now, now that it's out there and it's it's we're seeing the real effects of what this jab has done and how bad it is. Yeah. Donald Trump, if he were to ever say anything negative about this jab, the media would immediately flip the narrative and say, oh, Donald Trump tried to kill America, this, that, <laughs> and the other. All the, all the 99% of heirs that they can't find the only because we only see the 1% yeah. is all unfound. And now they're showing all the statistics. They're showing the people on TV just dropping dead left and right. And they're saying, look what Donald Trump did. And and uh, only because he said something negative about it. That's their that, that's their scapegoat. Like that's their way out. And if you look at what's going on in Donald Trump's life, like look at his kids, Eric, who's constantly campaigning with Robert Kennedy Jr., who we just detailed is one of the biggest advocates against the vaccine. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. is making memes and and jokes about the vaccine constantly. Okay. You don't think that Donald Trump isn't talking to his kids about the pulse and about what's going on? Of course he is. Of but 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 he 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 knows also the way that this political climate works, how evil this media establishment is, that they will immediately flip this upside down if he comes out and says anything negative. So he has to fall on this sword. He has to ride this wave. And this is why he's so adamant. Hey, I don't believe in mandates, but, you know, it's uh, it's it's a great thing. We did a great job. You know, he, that, that's what he says. And, you know, it's cringy. I don't enjoy hearing him say that. I wish he could come out and say something negative. But I understand, like you said, the big picture, Sal. There's, there's something way bigger that's going on that, that if you just zero in on this one issue, you're missing the entire boat. There's so many other things going on in this country. Our country is being ripped apart at the seams. Everything that we stand for, everything that we believe in is being taken away from us right in front of our face. And if we don't have a, a fighting chance with a guy like Fugazi Ron, like we have no shot 
with him. Donald Trump at least gives us a fighting chance because he's giving the power back to us. We, the people like that's the most important thing that we need to highlight. He is giving the power back to us. We, the people he's taking it away from these evil fucks and giving it to us. And also he's also done it already. He's been on stage. Yes. Fugazi has never been on the world stage. So you don't know really what he would do just judging by how he is as a governor that would already scare the hell out of the regular voter. So mm-hmm. these are things that's going to be looked at. I think, uh, you know, I think these uh, indictments, we'll see what's going to happen if, with Georgia, how this all plays out. It definitely is election interference, in my opinion. And Absolutely. I think the indictment should be uh, dismissed immediately. But, you know, again, it's the New York City left-leaning court. And New York City as a whole, it, just like uh, Roger was saying, it's really deteriorated ra- rather quickly. I had high hopes for Eric Adams, even though I was not really a fan of his party. I knew Eric Adams as a cop, you know, and he's anything but what you, what, what uh, anyone ever expected. He's right. actually, he might be worse than Bill de Blasio in all reality. The way the city's being run, it's no, not the two most important organizations we'll say in the New York city would be the New York city police department and the fire, the, the, the mm-hmm. fire department. They're both in upheaval. Nobody, the, the ranking structure, the way it's run, is in chaos. Yep. The, the, so the police commissioner, like saying, the police commissioner is saying, "Well, she doesn't make the decisions. The police academy chief does." Then you have <laughs> Philip Banks; he's awarding the rewards for the cops. So I guess I mean he was in the NYPD. Maybe he's running it. Uh, the fire department has every chief resigning. Yep. Uh, the, I mean, it's just you. You have complete chaos all around you. And you're the mayor. You have to answer for this. So yep. that administration is a mess. On from from everyone looking at it, when you have the New York Daily News constantly writing articles against you, and they're a left leaning paper, and you're a, you're a Democrat mayor, you got a problem. And okay. and and that's one of the issues. And remember, a lot of uh, New York City workers were terminated off their vaccine mandate. Going back to that vaccine. Okay. So now there's going to be lawsuits. There's going to be things pending in the court. Mm-hmm. People lost their job. Many people were forced to do things. How's that all going to pan out now? Not what good. Was all about that had nothing to do with President Trump, by the way. Nope. They had to be mandated. It was Bill De Blasio and then Eric Adams that forced it down your throat. His other cities are the jurisdictions that followed suit. This wasn't President Trump that did this. So people need to look at the big picture. Stop focusing on one little thing and saying he's a bad guy and the Florida Fugazi would be better or this guy be better. They would all do the same exact thing. In fact, worse. Mm-hmm. In fact, what President Trump did was almost put a, a, a bandaid or a gauze over something that had blood spurting out from all over the place. I hate to use it as a terminology, but it's kind of like a bandaid over something that can't be fixed because they were going to come up with something because he was going to beat Joe Biden pretty bad the way everything was wrong was the economy was at an all-time high. So what did they do? Here comes this little thing. Everybody was scared. Nobody knew what was going on. So now let's blame President Trump. Just like Afghanistan, I heard the other day, the Afghanistan withdrawal, they're blaming President Trump. when of course. Biden. Of course. Yep. Oh, Donald, Donald Trump was going to leave all of that equipment there too. It's it's all his fault. Yeah. He, 
it's 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 all nonsense. They they constantly spin the narrative, and, and people aren't buying it anymore. You you can see it. Uh, it's it, it, I really enjoy watching it and watching them come to realization that everything that they've been watching is a total lie, uh, and their world around them, their reality is collapsing because it's happening to so many people. Uh, they're sick and tired of the of the cost of like I bought literally bought five things the other day. I spent sixty five dollars. You're like me. It's it's ridiculous, and and it's and that affects people on a daily basis. That affects their lives. The the cost of the pump, the 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 things that are going on uh, with the war with Ukraine, the money that they're sending over there. Like uh, the average American, even the liberals are like, "Yo, we don't want to go to war. Like, what are we doing?" And 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 Yo, Democrats standing up in Democrat town halls yelling at Democrat Congress people, "We don't want to go to war. What are you doing?" Yeah. Nope, they don't. They they don't care. They don't care at all. Let me ask you this, and uh, I I don't know if you you can say to anything to this, but if you can, I'd love to hear what you know. Uh, I'm sure you still have contacts in the NYPD and people that you talk to. Yeah. Uh, what are their thoughts about what's going on with Alvin Bragg and uh, and and Donnie? Like, are they behind it? Because I know the vaccine mandate it forced out a lot of the really good police officers the guys that were actually doing the job for the right reasons they either retired early or uh they completely left the force completely because they didn't want to get the, the the vaccine so now we have a lot of bootlickers left uh, i'm sure there's still some good cops sprinkled in there but for the most part they're probably they're, you know a lot of the good ones left uh what what are they saying about what's going on well here's a big thing actually the other day the only good thing that eric adams might have done is the pba the nypd the Patrol Benevolent Association, which is the cops, my union that I was part of, settled the six-year or now six-year contract. We had no contract for six years, and he actually settled it for eight years. So now many of those officers you explained that were veterans will be retiring very shortly because they were waiting on that. So yeah. those cops that are still there, many of them, I'd say 70 75% of cops are, are, are behind Trump because they were very, very happy when he was in office. None of them think this was right. Anyone who was an active cop like me could tell you the same exact thing I'm telling you. No one could really scratch their head and say, well, where is the underlying felony here? Where is the? There is no charge. It's mm -hmm. like saying you're associating with someone who's not only engaged in uh, criminal activity 50 times. Like, that's basically what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Not, no one is for this. No cop would stand behind this. Unfortunately, I think somebody had the like fingerprint or whatever happened there, because that's that you know that's the, the the rules. But nobody wants to see today any former president is put in an indictment or, or having to walk through or fingerprint him or give him a criminal case. Listen, we don't like yeah, political we don't like, reasons. We don't like certain presidents. I think George Bush is a criminal. He started a war in, in Iraq. He should be prosecuted. I think Barack Obama has done many questionable things. He could yeah. be prosecuted. But do you really want to go down this route? Because this Actual is a crime. You're supposed to be America. You're supposed to be this big hey. shiny light out there. And now you just prosecuted the president, the former president. Said, you just president. Like Venezuela. It set a precedent for these guys that committed actual crimes, especially high crimes of treason in some, some of these cases, like George Bush and Barack Obama, in my opinion. George Bush. Straight up, straight up, it was criminal what he did. Straight I, know, up. I know several New York City police officers that I'm close with that that weren't even 
weren't even they weren't even like detailed they weren't even going to be detailed to manhattan that day just regular patrol cops from other boroughs not manhattan that called in sick or figured out a way not to work on on the day he was indicted because they didn't want to be part of that just in case some shit went down and they blamed Trump supporters like nope. a false flag or anything else. They just wanted no part of it. And I know at least four that actually just called in sick and said, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm not, I'm not coming in. Well, they, did the, they did the smart thing. They, they know, uh, you know, it can't be like Sal Greco because if they find out that they put anything out there that had anything to do with Trump or friends with anyone near Trump, they'll end up just like me. In I, fact, Hey, I, I, I think this is sick to say this, but technically they could say any officer that was pictured with or is around the President Trump, he <laughs> has now been indicted. Therefore, he falls under the same statute as Roger does now. Well, so if you're seen with him, be careful, because now they could start a witch hunt on you. It's Just so saying. funny. It's so funny you said that, Sal. I and I didn't get a chance to tell you this when we were in New York together, that I have a a, a few friends that are New York City police officers, that because they don't know who you are, they actually found out who you were through me and the story of, of Roger Stone. Yeah. They, because of your story, they completely scrubbed or, or deleted all of their social media. And a couple of them have the instance of, when, while he was president and the times he was in New York, taking pictures with Donald Trump. And because of that and because of what they did to you, they actually just scrubbed their social media. They wanted no part of it because they saw what the job did not to do for, for, for no reason. Like That's literally, they, so there are people that were on your job because of your story caused them to, to, to actually say they can't be on social media anymore because they're worried for their job because no. they may find out because of social media where their political ideologies are. Because remember, uh, Alan, they actually looked at me criminally first, and then I also, because of them, had to deal with the January 6th committee. So I was always being looked at basically for nothing, just guilt by association. That's the tactic well-known by the NYPD and anyone in the federal government because it's all godless people. Cool. You any, I was wondering, I get any of these questions in the live chat? Anybody? Is anybody in there? Nah, they're just uh, just saying hello and stuff. No real questions or anything. Everybody's, everybody's just happy to hear the story. Yeah, everybody's enjoying the story. Chiming in with some, some points about certain people in the chat. Uh, Foxhole's pretty active. We got Liana and uh, two wild Irish roses uh, joining in in the chat. Uh, our our fan base is usually throwing out like comments. Oh yeah, or or they're pointing you know points of uh, points of information when we're talking yeah, we about stuff. We yeah. we have a, we have a lot of people watching across though. We got we yeah. got a few hundred on this Rumble channel. We got a few hundred over on Getter. We got a few hundred over on Cloud Hub. We, 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 and plus all the platforms you got going on over there. We got a lot of people watching, which I appreciate everybody watching. And, and those that are watching, Sal Greco is, is fighting, fighting the NYPD in a lawsuit. He lost his job. He lost everything. For unblemished record, lost his pension. He's down in Florida now, you know, just, just hoping that he, he can, uh, make it i guess but if, if you want to help sal in his uh because listen lawsuits are so expensive it's help this nycop.com go over there make a donation you can get yourself a sal greco did nothing wrong t-shirt like the uh, roger stone iconic did nothing wrong t-shirt go Amazing. pick up a shirt make a donation sal we kept it here a long time i don't want to keep you all night um 
where, where can everybody find you to, to follow you and, and get updates on your, uh, on your case and everything? Well, uh, on social media, uh, you could go to uh, True Social. That's uh, at Head of the Table. On Twitter, it's at The Sal Greco. On Instagram, it's at The Sal Greco. And, of course, my own Rumble channel where I put, like, wherever I've been or interviews or anything, uh, that uh, my name on there is The Sal Greco. And usually I'll put something up if anything comes down. If there's anything that I hear of, uh, even anything in regards to anything the NYPD does or Eric Adams or any of these people, I will instantly put it up and let everybody know. And you'll you'll, 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 you'll tell me when stuff happens because we'll have you come back on a Friday. I was just going to say, you got to come back. Anytime. You got to come back. You're welcome back anytime. We would love any – anytime you have any updates, just let Alan or I know and we'll get you on immediately to get the word out there as soon as possible. Uh, We appreciate all the fight that you're putting up. And uh, Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Listen, it's not only only a a Friday. Today is Good Friday. It is Good Friday. It People is. need to realize what today was. Everything that everyone's experiencing right now is because one person, not even is a divine human being, one person sacrificed his life willingly so that every sin is taken away because we were in peril at that point, kind of like we're in peril now. Yeah. So everyone needs to get down on their hands and knees and actually remember this. And you got to pray because there's a guy whose name was Jesus Christ that sacrificed everything for everybody because that's what he loved humanity. Mm-hmm. Now we have people that are fighting over stupid things. I think it's stupid. A guy like the Florida Fugazi or uh, whoever else you want to mention, any other politician, you should all be together and try to help each other. That's what mm-hmm. I've always tried to do. I did that as a cop. Even if I arrested somebody, it wasn't the end of the world. I try to change their life and tell them, listen, this isn't the end of the world. You still have things going on. You always bring out the best in people. That's what I want to see, the best, not the worst. It's easy to kick a guy when he's down. It's easy to bring up what's negative. I only focus on what's positive. So, And I'll tell you another thing, too, because, listen, I, you're right. I lost my job. I lost my pension. I lost my savings. I lost my father. I've lost loved ones and friends. But you know what I haven't lost? My faith. That's the most important thing. So everyone okay. out there that does support me and does pray for me, it means everything. If that's the, the most you can do, trust me, everybody prays and supports each other. You'll see how far you go in life and how things change around you and believing in God and in Christ. Because trust me, it's real. That power is real. A couple of years ago, working in NYP, I didn't even think about it. You want to put in a day off to go to church? They laugh at you. They, this is their mentality. Mm-hmm. You got to go out there. You're like a soldier. You do what we tell you to do. And if you don't do what we tell you to do, you're going to end up on the unemployment line. You got that kid? Like, that's how they talk to you. You never challenge them anything they say. It's dictatorial. Like, they're like basically dictatorships. That's how enforcement works. It's a godless environment. That's why I tell people. You really got to, if you want to get involved in this, just know what you're in for. Because these people, they'll they'll, uh, uh, chew you up and spit you out. They really don't care, especially when they're high up. Because at Mm -hmm. that point, they think, like, they're the mini president of their little organization, which is, the police department or the federal department, wherever it is that they work for. So that's the most important thing here. And like I said in the beginning, always trust and verify. I hate to say that, but you never know what kind of cop you get in the street. I mean, I had a guy the other day, I was standing in a parking spot, just standing there. He almost got out of the car to tell me, you shouldn't be standing there. Are you holding a spot? 
I never did that in my entire career. <laughs> a parking spot, Jesus yeah. Christ. Just, this is kind of like what you see in Florida. So just be very aware of who, yes, what kind of officer pulls you over because or talks to you because that is could be the guy that wrote a letter on me. You know, that's the kind of guy you got to deal with. I the way you see me is the way I was as a cop. I never held anything. I don't like lying to people. I tell tell you how it is, and I'll even tell. I always just tell them, hey supervisor whatever because that's the problem though even me i was caught in that where i'd say oh well the supervisor told me to do xyz sometimes you should say you know he's wrong and if you're going to terminate for me if you're going to terminate me for this do it because i'll have a lawsuit because it's illegal so like these are the kind of things that i went and i mean illegal like you're harassing someone or writing a summons to someone which you shouldn't really have to do so that's all arbitrary stuff mm -hmm. People get lost because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm afraid of losing my job. Don't be afraid. You know what? That man on the cross wasn't afraid. Nope. And neither should anybody out there. You should not be afraid. And Maybe. always do what you believe is right here. That's what's right, what's in your heart. And you always will know the answer. So with that, I'll leave you guys. I know you guys want to uh, continue your show. Well, uh, we're, we're wrapping up very soon, but I, I, I thought we were going to get questions tonight, but I guess uh, everybody no, just, everybody's just kind of like taking it all in. A lot of people are watching. Like I said, they just, I think they just, uh, they were. We didn't, we didn't prime the audience for questions. We, we should have, yeah. next time we have you on, we'll do it. Cause we, we, we weren't sure if, uh, the wise man, Roger Stone was joining us. So we didn't do uh, any early, early promos. We, we just announced it earlier this morning. I know, well, I know. So, so no, next, next, next time we come on, next time you come on, hopefully sooner than later, we'll tell our audience to get some questions ready for you guys, uh, because uh, I, 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 I don't want people to think, oh, well, you know, he's ducking. Or, I, I'm not afraid of any question. He could just, I always answer. I, I'm not afraid of anything, and I want people, you know, ask away, and then I'll, I'll tell you, the, you know, the reality of what, what's going on. I'm yeah. sure people want to know. How the New York City Police Department really works. And know? I'll I'll tell you this, Sal, because you were, you know when we were in the city together not too long ago, and we were talking to uh, that individual who has a publishing company. He's got a point. You need to write a book. You need to start writing it now because not only do you know the insides of how the NYPD deals with cops, uh, uh, disciplinary wise, and railroads them, and all the illegal stuff they do to railroad them because of their p political ideologies and who they might be friends with. But also your case itself. I mean, you have um, you, you have a story that like is is it, it's a story that needs to be told the right way. And uh, if you wrote a book, I'm, I'm people will read it 100. So percent I'm, I'm sure I, I can't comment on any future uh, mm -hmm. uh, things I might be involved in. But I'll tell you, if I did write a book, I can promise you the foreword would be from none other than Roger Stone. Of course, we don't. It has to be. Don't expect any. Has to be. No, we appreciate right. you, man. It was a blast having you on, and we definitely got to do it again. Uh, go. Listen, God bless you guys. Thank you for everything. Uh, it was an honor to be here. It was even better. I had, you know, the wise man with me, kind of like, you know, he has his little poll. It's I'm Roman Reigns and he's Paul Heyman. That's it's just that's he's the, the Heyman, man. Paul Heyman, right? He's definitely a Paul Heyman character. 100. percent That's a great comparison. He's but, he's the wise man. He's my special counsel. That's why I go around and say, it. and people, you know, you can take it seriously, can laugh. It's just the way it's meant to be. That's how wrestling is. You know, I've always was a I mean, wrestling. He, I go back on Peacock and watch. I'm watching the Monday Night Raw Wars from '96. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I'm watching right now. Like I, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Huge. The greatest. Listen, I, I'll go back all the way from the '80s because I was with Hulk. I mean, 
I'm the biggest Hulkamaniac. And then when he turned heel and he was in the NWO, yeah. oh, he Hogan. New World Order, it was under Ted Turner's company. Yep. And then he no turned kidding. heel. And then The Rock, and you had Stone Cold. And then oh, that this, was my era. This era now, where it's more of a like cinematic feel. It's Hollywood. It's Hollywood now. It's Hollywood. Yeah. I still have my old WWF wrestling figures. I have a huge box full of all of my action figures. I am a huge wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, and that is my error that you're right. you're you were I just describing. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I I used to collect those figures at one point. I had them in the box. I had them in the box sealed. Oh, no, mine were used. I was big money. I was, I was making videos with them when I was a kid. Like I was fucking going nuts. Nobody knew that one. I actually I actually did collect them, but unfortunately, I had to sell them along the way because there were so many that they would actually probably fill like an apartment. I, I, that's how many you're like, you're like Steve Carell and 40 year old virgin. Oh, yeah. kind of, it looked like that only because I was, I, you know, I look back now you look on eBay, the original, and I had this, the original rubber 1985. Yeah. Hulk Hogan and Andre the giant figures. We're going at one, one was $10,000 oh, and the other shit. one was 5,000. And I, I said, all them. I, I remember my I, I bought that was like what like a couple like six dollars five dollars I had I had the ring I had the ring I had the key I had, key. The, run. I I had, had the ring thousands of dollars thousands wow I have all of them like I have yeah. I have and all are, of my figures like a, you got to get like a it's a magazine the magazine um it shows how much like figures are Star Wars uh yeah. you know the Transformers the Thundercats. And then it says WWE, and I would look and say, that Andre the Giant I had at that time was $10,000. I go, why? What happened to him? I can't find him anymore. But <laughs> if he was in this in the packaging, he yeah. was worth that. He's worth $10,000. So crazy. Just to show you one little figure, what it could go for. And well, it's I, might have, I might be sitting on a gold mine, is what you're saying. Like, I have everybody. Like, you name it, I have them. Uh, yeah. You gotta look at it. It's a magazine, I believe. I forgot the name of it. I don't know if it's a toy magazine, and it actually lists all the WWE guys or the WWF guys, and you could go back and see. Wait, I have that guy. How much is he worth? I actually won a special edition Stone Cold WrestleMania action figure one time that is like super super rare, and I still have it. I gotta see what that might be worth. Well, he's worth. He's probably worth a lot of money, especially if it was. In the late nineties, I mean, this is yeah, now. This, yeah, it was the late nineties. This, this figure is now twenty-five years old. It's going to be yeah. worth money. Tell yeah. you, you know, look I, at I, I probably have like five hundred at my at my parents' house. I was oh, just checking out. You got to look I was up. Literally just there visiting, and I was I was literally sending videos to my boys. I'm like, yo, look what I still have! Like, this is great. Yeah. I was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, man, I wish you, you got it. Listen, you got to trust me. Look at the book. You'll look at it. It's just this is a little niche. A lot of people did because I was just looking into like a small investment. And but I started in the early or mid 2000s and I ended up selling them in like after like 2012 or something like I only had them for six or seven years. But I made like a little profit off it. But if you had them for 20 years, oh, forget it. It's worth, it forever. Yeah. Favorite, is gonna be. I don't know what you paid for it. It's probably a couple hundred, if not. Kid, like Christmas gifts. I was a kid. Like I was a little kid. Like I, I'm ten years younger you than look you. Them up. You gotta look them up. You can be thirty-five. Like women <laughs> so, in uh, dollars soon. Yeah, I got like the Godfather. I got like I got some dope ones, man. I got All some. Movies, right? You got Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. I had All them in a box. All of them. 
all of them. I have every everybody from that era you can think of. I have. Uh, I, like, I have Commissioner Shawn Michaels. Like it's fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. I had all that shit. I had Mr. I had Mr. Fuji, yeah. I had Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. I had the I had Sinatra. Yeah, oh. I have I had uh there was a punk man. So the second line, right? First you had the, the rubber figures, and then they yep. came out with the Mattel line. The Mattel line was like one hand would move. I yep. had all That's those guys. They made, and they were different versions. So you could have like the Rick Rude that had the ultimate warrior pants, or the Rick Rude that had the regular pants. Mm-hmm. That figure, these figures, one was worth like five hundred dollars more than the other one. If you had it, because it's like a rare one, like Dude, more than five hundred. I might be sitting on a gold mine right yeah. now. You gotta check it out. I gotta look it. People, th- people think it's crazy, whatever, but I, I looked into it, and you go, the like the original Star Wars figures are worth like you can't even put a price tag if you have them in the box. Same thing with the original wrestlers. Same thing with the original Transformers. The rarest ones I had, right, was uh, the Thundercats. That show, yeah. or He-Man. They, oh! they the yep. yeah. He-Man had the rubber heads. He's like, this thing is worth so much money now. And you, you look at it and go, man, if I only would have saved that, oh, oh, I, I wouldn't have thrown that out or, or whatever. Sold it at a garage sale. In a garage, if you catch a garage sale that has these figures, you and they oh, give me ten dollars for you take it because trust me, it's worth more than ten dollars, especially anything from the eighties or nineties. Oh yeah, early two thousands because it's twenty years old now. You got to look into it. Toys. That's so wild. Crazy. I think uh, I think we had a successful Freedom Friday, James. Right. Ah, absolutely. Another successful Freedom Friday. Go and uh, go and support Sal and help him out in his fight. Uh, true American Patriot. We appreciate you coming on. Shout out to our sponsors, My Patriot Cigars. That's right. com. Code WPRUSA. Uh, get 15% off. Sal, you got a code for My Patriot Cigars as well, right? No, we're going to set, set them up at one. Yeah, what are you did doing? You, did, did, you get, did you get your T-shirt? I have the T-shirt. All right, good. Just waiting to – I have to do everything right. I have to have the cigar – Every time I'm smoking a cigar, I'm wearing a suit. I'm wearing a polo. I'm wearing. Making sure you got it. Yeah, uh, said in the chat, my brother had every Star Wars figure, the vehicles, and had the the original Emperor from back in the seventies. He's got to look at how much it's worth. I'm telling you right now, even open, even open, they're worth money. Yeah. They're worth money. I, I believe the, the website's called Brian's Toys. They, they'll buy. I'm gonna, your have, to look, I'm gonna yeah. have to look that up. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's something so stupid and simple that you laugh and go, but it's worth thousands of dollars. How? How? That's so wild. Listen, everybody, go to supportthisnycop.com. Help, help this nycop. Help this nycop. Sorry. Help this nycop.com. Support Sal Greco and his fight against the uh, NYPD and the ridiculous termination that he has suffered and lost everything just for being friends with Roger Stone and a supporter of Donald Trump. So he needs everybody's help. Follow him on Twitter, the Sal Greco. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it, boys. Right? We'll be back on Tuesday. Everybody have a happy Easter. I hope everybody spends time with friends and family. And uh, right. God bless everybody and, and enjoy their weekend. We'll be back on Tuesday. Until next time, guys, where we go one, we go all. Have a God good one. Bless.